You know what it feels like? It feels like uh, like when I'm fucked up, it's like it it it, it feels like uh, if if my brain is a car, I'm driving from the back uh, from the from the trunk. Does that make sense? So the yeah. fr- more I get drunk, the further back in the seats I go. So right now you're in the trunk. So right now I'm in the trunk. I'm driving this car that is my body from the trunk. <laughs> yeah, you're there. Yeah, there's been times where it's like I've, I've been uh, so stoned or drunk. Yeah, especially when you're stoned and drunk, because I'm always worried. When it, I'm always worried about that crossfade. That crossfade is always the scariest thing to me, and it's the thing that's that's caught me off guard. I think twice. But those two times have been enough to where it's like I don't ever want to, uh, I don't ever want to fucking experience that shit in, uh, ever again. Hate to break it to you, we're doing it right now. Yeah, and that's where I went when I was like, <laughs> I, when I was like, I got to use the restroom. I didn't actually have to use the restroom. I just had to go back and just like center myself because I was like, oh shit's a little faded. like, yeah, I'm 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 a lot more faded than I thought I was. For sure. Do you have you ever gotten crossfaded like hella bad? Yeah, man, I think I have a problem. What getting crossfaded? No, 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 just problem with you know things. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I mean yeah, no, I, a lot of it, like a lot of my partying, I think in college and high school was both, was always smoking and drinking, um, and so I think I just got used to it, honestly. Um, but now it's to the point where I smoke so much and all day that that you know, the drinking is just kind of secondary. The high is normally not, not too nuts. Um, yeah, I get that. That makes sense, but. Yeah, this the spins, man. The spins when that shit kicks in, it's fucking. And I normally get that if I'm like ripping bong um, after drinking a ton. Those are for you. Um, or if like I'll smoke a couple joints uh, after I've been drinking, like all night, like really drinking. Um, but spins aren't too too much of a thing these days. Um, but I think as you get older, you just kind of know your limits. You know what I mean? You're like, oh no, I didn't like that. I think I'm gonna be, you know, not doing that shit again. I still think I don't know my limits. <laughs> uh, I'm 30 and I still think I'm fucking 25 when it comes to like drinking and shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, I, but even then I've had like three beers and I'm like, ah, I'm fucking wild. Yeah. Well, we also smoked a half ounce. Of yeah. Beer. This was a fucking yeah. real fun one. Uh, well, no, I think, I think a lot of it too is just, um, you know, I don't even know what I was going to say. So we'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, today was uh today was definitely a podcast. It was a lot of fun. We had Brian Moses on one of my favorites. Uh, people, just one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, so thank you. We did this a little backwards. We recorded right when he showed up, and then we got kind of really fucked up, and then we stopped, and then we recorded again, and now we're doing our intro. And uh, usually we cover stories, but I'm um, I'm pretty fucked up right now. So <laughs> we're just gonna introduce the the episode. Uh, my name's Frank. This is JP. Say What's hi. What's up, guys? Uh, what did we smoke before we introduced that? Oh, episode? yeah. This episode was actually a lot of fun. We uh, smoked Chili Verde. We actually smoked probably like 10 grams of Chili Verde. That was a lot of today. Yeah, absolutely. I was grown by one of my, so really, much good, one of my really good buddies, and it was fantastic. Uh, then we smoked uh, probably an eighth of Gushers and an eighth of... Uh, Shit, what was the other one? See, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, it was Zach's Pie from a TLC. Oh, yeah, dope. Yeah, and yeah. then we used the Puffco. We used the G-Pen Connect. I had some Banana Face OG. And then what were the other uh, concentrates we I had? also loaded some Banana Face, and then we smoked some uh, Pink Lemonade Rosin from uh, Papa and Barkley. Fuck yeah. This was a really fun, fun episode. We got so stoned we forgot to video record the second half. Uh, God, so much fun. Enjoy the episode. Uh, enjoy Brian Moses. Uh, have a wonderful evening, and thank you very much.
JP works at a dispensary. So like his whole job He's is making that language I like. Yeah, his whole job and is like this. Making me some kind of check, check. Yeah, you're good. The opposite of dry mouth. You uh when did you start smoking weed? Like what was your God dude, nineteen twenty no, um <laughs> what year? Oh Jesus, it's more shit. Uh, I started smoking weed, I want to say, I think it was a year after high school. So you were yeah. 19? Yeah, 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 I was like, I was 19 when I started smoking weed. And was then, it, uh, just your friend that just had it or was it like, cause I, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. remembered the dude's name. Oh yeah, yeah, we all remember the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to like, you know, dime him out cause I think he still smokes and probably has a job or something. So, but yeah, I definitely know the guy's name. He was, um, he was like, just known as like the weed head. And he was a friend of mine, and that I smoked. Uh, it's good, right? What's it, bro? Yeah. Some shitty weed, I think. Some Mexican yeah. brick weed, yeah. and uh, definitely gave me a headache. I don't know if I was high. And then the second time I got high, I definitely felt it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was really paranoid. <laughs> I thought uh, the people that, that smoked me out were gonna kill me. Damn, bro. Like yeah. The whole closing in around you too. Yeah, it was. Smaller, yeah, like, I was uh, definitely scared. Alone. They didn't kill me, but like they had just told me that. Uh, that uh, they were pregnant. I was just like, oh, they don't have any money. They have to move back to Dallas. I'm, they're gonna fucking. They're here to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> why would they give? Why would they give me high like this? And then you know, not you kill me. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I don't have any money either. <laughs> Yo, do we have this shit today? That that, that chili weed I was telling you about. Oh it's wow. Verde it it's like called chili verde, and this shit knocked them the fuck out. It's, really? It smell. I have a joint of it too. It smells chili. like. Like pickled peppers, like all what? you open it all the way so you can okay. like smell it, but it's weird, bro. It's like it's like sour, like vinegar, and then like it has that like peppery smell. It's weird, man. That's it's a trip. Yeah, that ain't no Mexican brick weed. No, man. Wow. Some Isn't that nuts? Shit. It's Captain Cook. Yeah, uh, I mean, thank you for coming and uh, hanging out with us. I mean, you know me; I've been a big weed fucking stoner since uh, since you've met me. Actually, actually, you when we first met, it was always funny because I was so stoked about like. Hanging out with you and Eric Marino felt like hanging out with the seniors in high school, especially since I was not hired at the store yet. And then I remember like hanging out with you guys, and I remember we'd go to Eric's and you'd fucking pull out that gravity bong, and it was like way too much for me. And uh, I just remember getting so fucking high in that goddamn couch in his place, and that place was so fun, dude. Man. Yeah, that was like a, that was like an Animal House kind of like frat flop house situation. It was his place. He was like a like a Van Wilder type. Yeah, you know, he was the big, the big man on campus in a sense. And then uh, yeah, he would just get all the, all the young new recruits high. So yeah, and we would get high as fuck, and it would be different types. I mean, like, but I remember like you know moving to L.A. in my in my mid twenties, and uh, just being about everything really. You know, I was like, I wasn't doing any hard drugs, but I definitely was more open to like doing mushrooms and, and yes, uh, and smoking weed. But that was really a. I don't think I when it, I think when people take those kinds of adventures when they first get to Los Angeles, I don't think those are like drug adventures. Those right. seems more like spiritual experiences, you know? Because yeah. I can honestly. What I mean, it's like I was uh, waking up in the morning and using a, a gas mask bong. That's like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean I think I have like pictures of like when I was like couch surfing and I was like, you know, this is like a twenty dollar plastic, you know, gas mask bong. I think it's funny. And then like yeah, I was like, dude, I I terrified met Edgar one time with it. <laughs> <laughs> He was you mean the guy who's got a story about fucking mushrooms and smoking weed? Yeah, that you scared yeah, we were him? both like uh, couch surfing at the same spot, and then um, yeah, I had like had that thing. I, I took it, taking it with me. I was like, "This would be funny." So I'm smoking weed. And he's like, "Oh, I want to." He rolls over. He's like, "I want to smoke." Oh, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> like, "Yeah, you this hard?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you scared? You fucking gas mask in the morning? 
Looking yeah. back, that probably wasn't good. How long did you uh, couch surf when you first came to Los Angeles? Like four years. Oh God. Yeah, I know that. That there's like that solid two, three years where you're kind of like. Oh yeah, where you kind of just like figuring it out, you know? I mean, I was like subletting places at at, at at times. I was living at the store for like a week or two. Yeah, I was living at a park bench for a second or two. So yeah, but things are fucking. It's just what it is. Yeah, man. And you really just wanted to go through it at, at that point. You're just like, all right, well, let's see what happens if I don't die. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's it's so funny that uh, the parallels because I remember when I would go to uh, La Jolla and I would talk to um, Lou. It was so funny because he don't, you know, Lou's such a fucking great dude. He's the piano player at La Jolla. He's very, he's always, yeah, he's always been very much like a, like an uncle slash like father figure as a comic whenever I go down to La Jolla. And he was so, it was funny. He was like, it's so cool to watch you grow and become a paid regular. But he was telling me that he was like, uh, you remind me, he was like, you know, Moses used to work here. And I was like, yeah, of course. But he didn't tell me the exact, like the parallels of it where it was like, yeah, he would hang out here and try to work and he was parking, like, like helping in the back and all that. It was like a show that happened and stuff. And that's how you were trying to get in. And then that's what, how you got the job in La Jolla. And I was like, Oh, that's exactly how I did it when I had to go to Hollywood. And I was like, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. They had, um, I was told, uh, by a fellow comic, Gordon Downs was working as a door guy down in La Jolla at the time. And, uh, he was like, yeah, how you get in? You just have to like, <coughs> volunteer your time if you want to do it and you know that's how you're gonna get more stage time that's how people are gonna trust you more and then you'll probably you know eventually get hired and become a, a regular down here and uh it just kind of happened like that and i mean all the guys that were doing that that's what happened the mike vins the david Luz, the jamie salidas the Ray andersons the gordon downs mm-hmm. i mean all the guys in that san diego comedy scene at that time were volunteering their time to like help you know volunteer because like nobody's really getting paid to work there like you had to volunteer and then they were like all right we have a spot we will we'll make you a regular and you know you can also be on payroll for the staff but really it was like a lot of guys just volunteering yeah and it's it's so interesting that is such a core part of like the store and like you know being there when roast battle became roast battle and it was just the mic like watching you kind of show how uh, to show how something like that can organically be created was it was like you need the the trust of the store to trust you to run a show and then you know it all happened organically and stuff but it it's all based in the trust of like you volunteered they trusted you as a door guy because you're all about being a door guy they knew you were responsible so they let you have the room and then they let you have a space to create such a fucking dope show. i mean ultimately it's 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 kind of what i think people are talking about on the streets right now and if we're talking parallels it's like people want more community you know outreaching and more community help right and i just think that if you are like the community will police itself yeah they don't want that bullshit you know and yeah. that was always my thing with if, if you're going to provide and sacrifice your time to do something then you really do love it right and mm-hmm. i really love stand-up comedy and i really wanted to be good at it and i really wanted the respect of my peers and i was told this is how you do it and i was like yeah this is how you do it so that's how i did it and then when i i came to la i had the same principles you know what mm-hmm. i mean so creating those shows it was like yeah, you don't really need to just be the guy. You just kind of have to afford everybody the opportunity, you know, to to kind of flourish. And, and that, that kind of just grew organically from giving guys, like, you know, like, hey, if, if I give you this amount of time, like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And, and a lot of guys just kind of pick up the ball and ran with it, you know what I mean? And especially the Rose Battle thing. The Rose yeah. Battle thing was, that was people's jam. And they really just wanted to, like, make it work. So <laughs> nobody was fucking with that bullshit when it came to the Rose Battle. And that's kind of how it, it built that that speakeasy feel like, have you seen this show? You got to go see, like, you got to go drink there. Or you got to go smoke weed there. Or you got to go, you know, yeah. in our, yeah. Sure. Every yeah. Tuesday we go out. I think one of the coolest things kind of being outside too, is like 
Do you see people who aren't even like necessarily performing and sort of people coming to visit who like want to come watch the roast battle? Yeah. So, like, as soon as they're hearing people who are just hanging out in the back bar, like, oh, no, no, we got to go up top and make sure we're seeing it. Yeah, it was and like Broadway in that sense. It's yeah. so crazy. Like, oh, have you seen Hamilton? Have you seen yeah, you know, yeah. Book of Mormon? It was like, have you seen Roast Battle? Yeah, that is uh, to see, I mean, I mean, to be there since like the beginning to see like the people come in and just to my favorite was watching people see it for the first time and be like what the fuck is this like that was so exciting like watch like i remember my when i brought my dad for the first time he saw i think it was josh martin versus someone else and i can't remember i think it was like josh got mad or something someone got upset during the battle and my dad was just like see you can't get passionate in this stuff and i was like bro you just watched like you watched it once and you're already like yeah, man. So you can't get, you can't let emotions get into it. I'm like, you, you, what do you, what do you mean? Like you're a sportscaster now? It was so funny. He was so just invested in it. It and is like that. Like everybody, just like their their whole, like everything melts when you get in that room, and then they kind of see what's happening. They're like, oh, we're all in on this. You know what I mean? It does feel like everybody has to kind of be consenting because if it does get a little wonky, it's going to get weird. And it's going to get like explosive in there. Like yeah, there could there could have been so many times in the six years that we've done this that. There could have been a fucking riot in there. Or had just a fight or just yeah. something. Cause, and we've never had that. And it's so, it's because I've been there when there have been moments where it's been on the edge where it's like someone just said something that was just like either not funny or just too racist or just completely off color. And it was just kind of like, oh, fuck, this is getting uncomfortable. And then the best thing about having so many comics in the room is there's someone who just has the perfect thing to say that just lightens the tension. Like, I've seen that happen a few times where, like, it's been like, oh, fuck, we got to get security in here or something. And then, like, you've said something, or, like, the judges, or Ross, or Tony. It's that self-policing thing, like I'm yeah. talking about. And that, that literally is what I think we're saying of, like, if America is that great experiment, well, then Rose Battle is that definitely a microcosm of that because we do have every walk of life. I mean, they're saying whatever they want. They're using their, their freedom of expression that way. And nobody's really like nobody's like drawn battle lines or nobody's like wanted to fight somebody afterwards. Like everybody's kind of gotten it in a sense of like we're all consenting to this. We're all different people. I mean, because we literally had everybody, Frank. You know, we've had yeah. the mentally ill. We've had, you know, trans people. We've, we've had, had women, we've you know, men, black people, everyone, yeah, all different. Men, yeah. Of all, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Of all all walks of life. HIV positive people. I mean, like, yeah. like literally everybody's coming there. People with COVID. Like we've survived, yeah. you know. And everybody has survived and, and hugged each other th at the end because they know, like, we were just talking. That's really all it is at the end of the day. As long as you're not murdering somebody or not, like, not hiring somebody based on their color or, like, you know, not accepting that person who probably might, might be pretty cool just because they're black or whatever the yeah. fuck they are. Like, that's insane. I think the roast battle kind of teaches everybody that it self-polices itself it's, like that. There's something about roasting where it's like if you're real, especially if, you're, if you love roasting, you're about roast battle and you're about the craft and the show, you have to go do the work. And the work is going to your opponent, learning about them. And there's something about that part of roast battle that really connects you. Like, I remember hearing a battler have to battle a trans person and them being like, like them, it was, they just never met each other. They've only seen each other. And them like kind of like making like a fucked up comment, you know, like most people do. And then, um, they sat down, they wrote and they fucking learned about each other. And now it was like an understanding happened. The comic was like, Oh shit. Okay. Now that I've actually like, it's easy to be like, Oh fucking trans people. But then you sit down with a person that's trans and you talk to them and yeah, you're like, they, Oh, yeah. you're you much get, more than just a label. Yeah. You get you're personal. You're just like, Oh, you really are a piece of shit. You trans person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's I hope that doesn't take out of context. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of piece of shit trans people. <laughs> and they're also some good ones. Yeah. 
There's good people on both sides. Yeah, yeah, and that's the promo. Uh, But no, yeah, absolutely. I think Roast Battle is definitely one of those places where, you know, it teaches you to be, you know, a lot more accepting. And then you get to talk shit about them. It's fine. Right. I mean, there's so many examples of that. There's a prime one with uh, our boy George George, uh, Perez. Oh, absolutely. Ex-convict, right? Very funny dude. And he was like the king at Roast Battle for like uh, an era. And uh, he had to battle Joe Dosh. And this is before Joe Dosh... Transition to a woman. Um, and Fifi, became Josephine. Yeah, yeah Dosh. Uh, but anyway, so Joe was you know just openly gay at the time, and I remember it, it took some convincing uh, to convince George to battle Joe because Joe I think was like the number one contender at the time for to, to battle the best guy who was George, and George didn't want to battle him because he's like, yo, I've been to jail, like I don't I don't play with that shit, like I'm not gonna battle that dude. And then you know we just kind of challenged George like competitiveness, and he was just like, "You're right. It's all about being competitive." At the end of the day, like we're not touching each other, like nothing like that. We're just talking shit. And they had a, a hell of a battle, and they're like great friends now. You know what Bro, I mean? Yeah, like, it, it, turned, <laughs> it turned his mind. Yeah, and that was a fun. Uh, yeah, I remember being in the back, and we, me and George, were having this exact same conversation. He was like, "Bro, you don't understand how roast battles changed me." He was like, yeah. "Dude, I was in prison." <laughs> yeah. He was like, "I didn't fuck with gay people, at all." He was like. Now, he's like me and Joe. He's like, I love Joe. I let that motherfucker call me sweetie. Now I was dying. <laughs> I'm saying, bro. I mean, like, it literally, it's it's so simple. People make humanity harder than it is. It's just like, all you got to do is do the work. You just have to serve the community, man. It's not it's not hard. It just has to be bigger than yourself, and you have to accept it. And all you're gonna do is progress humanity. And I mean, like, uh, ultimately, that's what's happening. Yeah, and I think that was the. I think that was the. I think that's the frustrating thing that I say it wrong. Frustrating. Thank you. That's the frustrating thing about everything that's going on, (laughs) especially with me and like trying to figure out how to put it into words. But that's exactly what it is. It's that it's like it's it's no longer about like especially when trying to get to those people that are hard to reach or like just they lack understanding where it's like, no, you got to understand it's bigger than it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. And some people just can't get past that. Right, 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 right. But that's also I mean, I can't say it's not their fault, but. They've got nothing else to do at this point. Like yeah, yeah. I was everybody's talking, unemployed. I told Hannah, I was like, they literally, I was like, they've literally got a, a tab on Netflix. How much easier can it be for you guys? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're just not cops. So yeah, that's yep, that's what it is. All right, now to the funny stuff. Uh, no. Sex. <laughs> uh, let's take a dab. Yeah, let's, let's do take some dabs. Who do you think some of the best uh, brands are? He was asking, what do you think of some of the best brands are currently? Because fresh baked. Okay. I mean, you can pick it up. Go, but, like, you'll feel yeah. it vibrate. It'll like uh, it'll vibrate, letting you know it's ready to okay, go. Cool. Um, like all my girls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> uh, it kind of depends. If you're looking for flour, um, there's a couple people doing really great down here. Fresh Bakes out of Long Beach, doing a really good job. Uh, Frank and I have spent a lot of time and a lot of money over at TLC these last couple days, really? last couple weeks. I've been telling Frank it's all about Tyson, bro. Boys, I smoked Tyson that, I, I smoked that know, fresh man. bake, bro. And <laughs> it wasn't, it, fresh bake wasn't killing me. And I'm not like, I know you, that those are your boys, but like, holler at me, fresh bake. Give me some shit that's going to like put me on my butt. Because, I mean, I was smoking like an eighth of that being like, all right, when do I that's smoke cool. weed now? I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. What Take that, it? fresh bake. <laughs> fresh bake. <laughs> I like fresh bake personally because they're, it should be good to go now. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, you're is it time? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fresh Baked's dope. Um, do a really good job. Uh, Ember Valley, someone who I really enjoy as well. They're out of Shasta. You see their stuff in a lot more now, a lot more down here now. Um, really consistent and a good price point, I would say. Um, uh, you know, recently my favorite's probably been 
fucking TLC is Jungle Boys. It's kind of hard not to. I was explaining to him why the price was so low. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because it's all vertically integrated for the most part. So they, they have, like, they grow their own flower. They source, they create their own concentrates and everything. So they're able to keep the cost minimal for the most part. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm just trying to clear the chamber. I was just like, it won't let me. It doesn't stop. Oh, man. It's a banana face from uh, Focus Concentrates, our buddy Ryan. I mean, you guys are real big on the other uh, potassium. Yeah. 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 Banana OG, banana face. Gotta keep mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. I feel like it's like a weird subliminal slur you guys are calling. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't love me. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that banana shit. Don't they? Their lives matter. Mm. Wow, you can really taste that, yeah, too. That is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get much of that um, chili taste in that joint. Which is interesting. Oh, that was more, a chili joint? Yeah. That thing was fire, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, figuratively, potent, I guess. But it didn't have that, like, I was, like, any of that flavor, which is mm-hmm. nice. I definitely don't want to be smoking right. pepper. That's for fucking sure. Uh, right. You don't I like mean, them jalapeno was, seeds? Dude, I, I ground it up for the first time, and I felt my throat, like, like close. I was like, oh, shit, like, I don't want to smoke yeah. this. Because right. it smells so strong. And it's yeah. like a self-defense. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Yeah, the, uh, the other it one I got is uh, Zach's Pie, actually, some stuff from TLC, so you can ch- so, check this shit out. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, grape pie and uh, wedding cake. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's yeah, a good one, for sure. Why don't we make, like, a roast battle OG? Like, who can we talk to to make our own brand of weed, but I want it to be, like, the best ever? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, it's a question that a lot of, like, you know, even celebrities ask themselves, like, how do you figure out how to do it and, like get to the size you want to get, but also have quality there. I think it's just difficult to do. I mean, I want kilos. Are we talking about size? <laughs> <laughs> I want kilos I mean, of roast battle. Market, I mean, how many stores do you want to be in and whatnot yeah. and how many of that available? And like, you could just find a small shop who's doing their own grow and be like, hey, would you guys like to grow Fuck. OG and label it as roast battle OG and sell it in your store? And that's yeah. something you'd work on like probably a marketing deal or something like that. Is that At easy? At that point. I think it's all just depends on on you to find people who are doing it, who have a license, and are down to do it. Really? You know, like, part. like, what about your dispensary? Are you guys a collective? Yeah, we are collective. Um, we we aren't growing at the moment. I think we just actually let our um, our uh, what is it? Our cultivation license lapse. Um, because I think we're going to start doing some uh, some other stuff. Some exciting I've been there. Shit. Wink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's come by again, bro. Yeah, a lot of places. Sure. Uh, that's I mean, but that's that's the move is though is growing. This like I mean, but Seth Rogen tried doing well, that and stuff. Like, it's like if you're, right. you're able to control all the variables at that point. You know what yeah. I mean? You're not like on a huge scale. I was supposed to do it smaller stuff. That's doing craft of, batches. You know, it's almost, it, it, it I, I feel everything. like it's like uh, like when people like when delis like you know make a uh, like a sandwich like name after somebody. You know what I mean? Like I'll be put. You know this kind of thing we call it the roast battle. But I think it, it, it could even be better than that. It's almost like we're, we're shopping for a shoe company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We're looking to make our own signature shoe. So I think it, it, it doesn't have to be at a lot of places. I don't think we're trying to um, um, stretch ourselves that thin. I think it's going to be quality over quantity. If we yeah. just have, like, the best strain. like, a move might be just finding a shop. Who yeah. Our own stuff and be like, hey, would you guys be willing to do this? Yeah. Because uh, you guys have, like, the marketing. Well, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that people could be interested in. Yeah. It's just finding the people who, like, it's where you gotta find the people who aren't gonna be like, this is all about the money, first mm-hmm. off. You know what totally, you know, as it should about be. The plant, you know what I right. mean? People yeah. who wanna grow you the best weed, and so that, you can market each other the best possible. And way. that's the mistake that I think uh, we have all seen with, yeah. like, I don't know if you, you know, Seth Rogen was gonna have a brand, right. and then you it's never heard Canada about now. it ever. Right. Now it's Cost only in Canada? Yeah, it's only available in Canada. Oh, that's interesting. But all the weed okay. in Canada is grown by the government for the most part. Yeah, it's all legal. Yeah, it's nuts. You can ship weed from one side of that country to the other, no problem. Really? 
Really? Yeah. God, people do that now, but it's super illegal. Very illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, because you. I don't know anything about that, guys. Oh, really? No, I'm just. Okay. (laughs) Because I mean, I think like an ounce, you can get New York prices. It's insane. Yeah, and especially if it's like California stuff being shipped Mm -hmm. over. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I had actually just heard people are buying untrimmed weed for the black market because there's just less people who are c- trimming and stuff right now. Right. Um, and so there's just less of it out there. So there's somewhat of a drought going on, I guess. I, this first I'm hearing of it, but, uh, if it's good. Oh, enough, bro. I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. Let's take it. It's yeah. Nuts. What were you, you were showing me that, uh, what was it? That, uh, Skittles fucking weed. Oh, oh yeah, bro. It's fucking, uh, it's like moon rocks. Have you ever seen oh, this yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's, uh, some, I think it's the trap shop out in New York doing it, but basically it's like colored like Skittles. Bro, oh, it is no. disgusting. Let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, right. it's not it a good look. Gnarly. It um, is disgusting. Moon rocks in general aren't great because you use it to like hide shitty weed or yeah. hide shitty oil in weed. Yeah, it's you know like, yeah, I mean? it's it's like cut your coke with bleach or turpentine. Yeah. You know? That's the thing is like it's real easy to <laughs> it's real easy to smoke terrible, I mean, disgusting. I, I come on, I'm not smoking <laughs> fruity pebbles or like. Again. I mean, what? <laughs> No. That's the crude oil, literally a nugs, like just putting like crude distillate yeah. or something, bro. And so it just kicks on there, and it's fucking. Then you smoke it, bro. Oh, oh man, that dollars a gram, bro. Where you at? That puffco fucking wrecked me it's right like now. Rotten Brussels sprouts. I think it was the joint, dude. Was it the joint? I'm that dude, that joint so fucking. I'm fucking lit right now. I mean, I don't have any more brain cells. Oh no, no, we're gonna keep going. I'm like a Vanderhoek though when it comes to weed. Like, no, you just keep punching. Have you at this point? I don't. Have you tried these? Try one Dr. Norms. They're really good. They're oh, these dog wait. treats? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. They're uh, cookies. They're real fucking easy. They're only like 10 milligrams oh, each. Oh, you wouldn't pick up the 10 milligrams. Fuck right? yeah, I brought yeah. the 10 no, milligrams. No, no, no. We're, we're smoking, guys. Okay. <laughs> not, not gonna, I'm not going to cross. Um, there's a company called Beer Sugar. Edibles. TKO, and, yeah, who sure. does uh, Rice Krispie Treats. And we have them in their fucking... They have a churro Rice Krispie Treat. That's the shit. Really? It's like Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal. Oh, box. my God. Yeah. Why? JP. 100 milligrams a bag. That's a, you know, real easy Just. setting. You're a great person. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate what you do for the community. Yeah, man, it's been a fucking blessing, bro. Yeah, see what I mean? That's what it's all about, Frank. That's like my favorite thing. It's all about is, giving is back. Frank like allows me to come back there, and like I just everyone gets high, and it's so much fun, dude. Like it is so much in, fun because everyone's just like, oh fuck, I've never been this high before. Yeah, like, yeah that's the point. Uh, yeah, well, we'll catch people off guard and shit. Like oh, dude, just go down here. We, we uh, caught Tony off guard. Connect in once, uh, to, and Fury hit it right before he had a set, and I guess he he like signed up for fallouts. And didn't realize it, and then he was like, "Oh fuck, I have a set." Oof. And then I see him 15 minutes later, huge smile on his face. He's like, "That was a movie, bro. I don't know what the fuck happened. I was in a movie." <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's uh, I've been fucked a few times at the store that way. Great in life experiences, bro. Where I you? Mean, that's and, what it's all about. That's you why you and, do it. You and me, just like Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like one o'clock or whatever the fuck, or like I sign up early, and we're just sitting in the back. We're like two, three joints deep. I remember being like four jo- four joints deep once. And we just got there hella fucking early, and it was like 11 o'clock. Rogan had his show at the Improv, and it was Ian Edwards, Tony Hinchcliffe, and then like I think Neil Brennan or like someone else who also is in usually that 9.45, 10 o'clock, 10.15 spot. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being there hella high, and then just the OR guy just running up to me and be like, no one's here, you're up in five. And I was like, what? And he's like, <laughs> he's like yeah, yeah, no one's here. And it was it was like a week after I got passed, and it was one of those feelings of like, 
oh, are you sure I'm allowed to go up? <laughs> like, like I felt like I was in trouble. Like I was like, yeah. oh, oh, shit. Uh, well, it's also like, this is what I've always wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, like, wait. I've always wanted this moment. Yeah, yeah. like, ah. <laughs> Frank, like, you got the ball. we got three seconds left. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ruined the show. Um, but <laughs> it was, uh, no, uh, I had fun. It was great. But like, it's uh, it was definitely like interesting. I can't remember. I think Bronger ended up bringing me up because someone else was late. Uh, so... Bronger brought me up and it was just it was funny because like it's always funny when like you're the comic bringing someone else up and you could tell they're so used to being in those time spots that they're like wait who and it was just it was like oh you're bringing a Frank Castillo and he goes but Frank oh, all right cool and I was like oh damn it but like getting up there and it was like a cool feeling and then finally like there's that like it was like 30 seconds of like oh fuck yeah, like oh like like period. it felt like I was getting on it's like the first time you walk on a boat for the first time and you get like your sea legs. It literally felt like I was like, didn't know how like the unbalance. Surf, it was, yeah. yeah, it was weird. Well, that was the first time I've ever seen you like have to get ready for a set. Besides like, uh, like your, when you did your spot in La Jolla, like you did your 30 there. Um, Cause you were so like, I think just thrown off that you had to take like two minutes and like not say shit to anybody and fucking like look down at the floor and it was just nuts to see and then have to go for it. Yeah. 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 It was definitely, yeah, yeah. It's, it was definitely weird. And then it happened and it felt great and it was dope. And I was like, all right, cool. I figured it out and stuff. And then Tony got to go up right back to smoking. It was great. Right back to smoking. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a weird fucking feeling. And it was like, oh shit. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Frank, why do you smoke weed? Why do I smoke weed? Yeah, I mean, not at this point, but like, why did you start? And why like, did I start? Yeah, it was a lot of it was continue. When I first started smoking weed, I think it was like first time I ever smoked weed. I think it was like 16, 17, maybe. My cousin, we were at a party and someone hid drugs in my sweatshirt because it got busted. And then when we left, I found the drugs in my sweatshirt and it was just a bag of weed. So then we smoked it all and I fucking laughed into a bowl of cereal and then we fucking like watched Dave Chappelle for the first time. It was amazing. And then it wasn't until I was like, 19 and 20 that I started smoking weed like all the time because I had my own money and I could buy it and then I realized like how less fucking anxious I was about shit or how like high strung and shit I was and that's when I really started smoking weed because I didn't realize I had like anxiety just general anxiety for a very long time and I didn't like pills and shit mm -hmm. so I was just like okay it was also after hanging out with Hannah that she was like oh yeah you have like a thing like you yeah. have a like yeah you're not supposed to be fucking worried about shit all the time, and I was like, "Oh, okay, no wonder." That yeah, that's me. why I smoke that weed. That feeling was the first time I took. That's perfect. Like, I mean, that's that's why. Yeah, that's why you should be doing it. That's also the same reason I do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really. I'm hyper fucking sensitive when I'm not I'm not high. Yeah, it's I, nuts. Yeah, I just, I just, it's it's weird. I I get like, I I don't get like angry or like I get like not irritable, but I'm just like Hannah shaking her head. She goes, "No, you get all of those angry. things. You get angry <laughs> and irritable." Glad Serena's not here, that's for sure. Well, also at this point, it's like your withdrawals are fucking insane, probably. You think they're... Off marijuana. Off marijuana. You think there's weed withdrawals? Uh, no. I think <laughs> <it's> <laughs> my wife's just fucking shaking her head. I think it's more of just like... <laughs> <coughs> the, the, I felt so anxious for two days, and then I was okay. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I was okay, but it was like two days of just like... This is what it's like not being high? <laughs> it does suck. Yeah. <laughs> It's also like, what are you hiding? Did you get stoned? Uh, you, you, I watched you get stoned and go up on stage. Do you still smoke weed and go up on stage a lot? Because I, I remember, fucking when I first got to the store, mm. Tommy was like, you can't get stoned and go on stage. Right. So and I was like, okay. So then I stopped, and I was not that good. I was, uh, 
I was just fucking nervous and shit, and it should be weird. I was just a lot more like in my head about stuff. But then when I would like get stoned and go up on stage, I'd be fine. Although there are times where if I get nervous on like big situations, like if it's a big show and it's like I'm too stoned, then it's like all right, this isn't gonna be as good. Like it's I got it. There's certain there's a lot there's certain situations where it's like are being a little stoned and no stoned at all. Being a little stone's better yeah. instead of just being like fucking ripped. You know, late night sets the story. It's like you're fine. You can have fun. You're working on shit. But like if you're doing like a theater, and it's like okay. Like I remember when I would when I did a theater with Joe. He was like, hey, let's smoke some weed. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, let's take a shot. And I was like, okay, because you don't want to say no to that guy. And then I remember getting like they were like I was getting ready to go on stage and I had to do like I think 20 minutes, and I just remember just being like, oh man. I haven't drank. I haven't drank in a long time, <laughs> and I felt a little like fucking. Ugh. Yeah, a little yeah. wavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think uh, I'm definitely sharper when I'm not smoking weed. But I do smoke weed. It depends on like the time I'm going up. I feel like if yeah. I'm, if I'm going up uh, like early in the night, I want to be sharper, so I'm probably not going to be as fearless. Yeah. Um, but definitely when I smoke weed, I'm definitely more fearless. Yes. And I can. Um, I can. I can. I can crowd work better, I think, when I'm away because I don't care as much. But I think when I'm when I'm not stoned or I'm sober, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna knock this out of the park. Yeah, I love your material. I love watching <coughs> how it's grown since I've known you. But I've always been such a huge fan of you as a host and your crowd work. Not even just as a host, but just like I wouldn't even say you're just uh, like the way you host is just so much different than anyone else I've ever seen. It's just so fucking like. It's very like in the room and your crowd works fucking so dope. And I remember like watching you and just being like, damn, that crowd works fucking flawless. And how do you think you got that way? Was it just constantly being up at stage uh, in San Diego or have you always just been so great in the conversation? That's the comedy store. That's all the comedy store. I mean, if you look at all those guys, mm-hmm. Rick Ingram is, you know, he's the king. Mm-hmm. Freddie Lockhart's really good at it. Nick Youssef, Kevin Cretton Christie. I mean, any, I've even seen Caparulo. I mean, Sebastian, I've seen mm-hmm. Chris be dope at it. Yeah. So I think that's, but they weren't dope before. I mean, I've seen all those guys like grow from like right before they blew up to when they blew up to like just now being where they are now. Yeah. And like seeing how their crowd work has grown too, or like not being as present, you know, or not as uh, sticky. You know what I mean? Yes. So when they are as present, I mean. Yeah. Because I've also seen, because we've seen the comics that only stick to the material mm-hmm. and can't deviate from the crowd, that can't deviate or even address the crowd or be able to talk to them or be able to handle a situation like that. Yeah, Kirk Fox, Kirk Fox kind of said it best. He was like, uh, when you go up after like a certain point, he's like, they don't want to, you have to be, you have to be in the room with them. You know, they don't, yes. they don't care about your act. They, yes. they care about what's happening yes so it's like that that's that the store teaches you how to do crowd work i mean i've never seen anybody do crowd work as, as good as the guys at the store yeah except maybe rory scoville and the guys over at the cellar they're just as they're just as nice yeah because they have their version but yeah. i mean the guys who grew up at the store it's like fuck. yeah it really is a growing up at the store yeah. kind of thing like that's what teaches you good crowd work yeah. because i mean the guys i just mentioned too it's like they, they went in front of nobody so you're going in front of mainly your peers for the most part are, are kind of outnumbering the uh, the people in the crowd and that original room, there's just a weird trichotomy of things happening. You have the booker of the club, so you're showcasing all the time in front of him, right? And he's also patronizing you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And this is back before Adam was, you know, was, yeah, yeah, was yeah. A when it was Tommy who yeah. who fucking then, shouted you through the then fucking. Then you have booth. your peers in the back who are like, I, "That guy isn't as good as me," so you get yeah. that energy. And then you have the crowd who's like, "I'm in a fucking museum right now. Who is this guy?" Yeah. And also you have to impress 
all of these people at the same time, and you're not trying to sound as fucking hacky as possible. So, like, you're going as hard as possible. You're trying to be as present and as funny as possible and as memorable as possible, but as, as yourself as possible. And there's nothing that can teach you good crowd work like literally having an x-ray on your soul. I think Vicky B- Barberlack told me that one time. She's like, it's like an x-ray in the soul in that original room. Oh, yeah. And the guys who, who are good in that room are usually the best at crowd work from what I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's so, it, people will ask me, especially young comics, where they'll just be like, you know, how do you learn? Like, what's your advice? I'm like, watch the show. Watch comedy. You got to watch those comics, you know? Yeah. Watch those late if you're, Yeah, stuff. if you're not doing comedy, like, go to an A club and yeah. go watch comedy. Absolutely. And your boy, my boy, JP's boy, Al Madrigal has said that. Just <coughs> If you're not out doing comedy, then you should be in the club, like, studying it. But not taking material, but just, like, absorbing how the great ones do it because eventually you'll absorb how to do it, you know, in a good way instead of a bad way. Yeah, it's so funny that you said that. I remember, um, you know, me coming up with the story. Like, I've always been, I feel like you watching you and your comedy has definitely influenced me a lot. And I remember one time I was sitting next to Adam and we were watching you do a late night set. And he was just like, uh, he compared me to he compared me to you, and he was like, "That guy remind you of anybody?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "He's like, that doesn't hand movements don't remind you of anybody?" I was like, "What?" He was like, "You do that a lot," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I felt, I felt like such a fraud. And then he was like, "No, he's like, that's not a bad thing." He was like, "That's he's like, obviously, it's a guy you look up to comedy wise and stuff." He goes. That's just a habit you'll that's a habit of being around someone so much. He's like, you'll grow out of that. He's like, but it's not a bad thing that you have people you look up to or mentor or comedy styles that you like. He's like, that's that's just how you'll grow up. And he named a few other door guys who were kind of doing the same thing but with other comics. And he goes, That's what this whole thing's about. This place is about you growing, becoming better, and like becoming your comic. Right, he was right. like, You're still a young guy. And this was like right. a year, two, three years ago, and I was like, Oh, okay. And right. I it, but like when he said it I was like, Oh fuck, I gotta move. Right, right, I'm right. done. <laughs> I'm I'm oh yeah. god, this is it's over for me. Yeah, for the most part it's almost like you seek out your own mentors, right? And I think, you know, because stand up comedy is such a small fraternity in that sense, it's um it's easy for guys to say yes or no, but for the most part they don't even know they're mentoring guys sometimes. Like, yeah. Cause I, 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 feel- I don't I don't see that as that. I just feel like I'm not leading by example, I'm just kinda doing me and I feel like, you know, people will just kind of hopefully rock like that sometimes just like hey we're all kind of doing it the right way like we're volunteering our time we want to be here we want to see this place dope we want to be dope mm-hmm. i just feel like iron sharpens iron in a way so it's like you and know, yeah rogan's the same way you guys to be as dope yeah rogan's the same way that was uh it was kind of his uh his mentality was after uh i got after becoming a paid regular and all that jazz he was like he had pulled me aside and he was like, see, you've done it. Now it's your job to teach uh, other people who ask you or young guys how to do it. He's like, because, you know, sharp, you know, iron sharpens iron. He's like, you know, all tides rise, all that jazz. He's not, he's, of all people, is very like, you fucking bring everybody up, you know. Because he always would preach about, like, his favorite thing was going on the road with Diaz and Ari and, his, and, and um, oh, fucking Duncan. He's like, his friends. And it's like, yeah, man. Like, when we went out and did Roast Battle and all that shit, those are, like, my favorite memories. Yeah. Everyone laughing at me because I, I ordered the wrong macaroni at that barbecue place. <laughs> ah, that was great. That was, that was hilarious. That was great. That was, that was a moment that I'll always remember. Sam J, Jack Knight, <laughs> Coach T. The fucking remember. It was like, man, Mike Lawrence is blacker than you. He didn't even he eat his macaroni and cheese. Mike Lawrence thought was bad. He was just like, <laughs> Smart that guy mentality. I'm like, yeah, for the black thing at this point. Just, you, just, you don't even know you put in your body. <laughs> like, you just have no. Oh man, that was such a fun trip. Yeah. Oh man, and then we fucking saw um, Horatio Sands. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. 
Yeah, I like the party, man. He's fun. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I can see why he's uh, he's so funny because that guy is, he's fearless. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, fearless. yeah, yeah. Are you rolling another one? Yeah. <sighs> Jesus. I, love it. I heard Brian wanted to fuck his day up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck my day up. You mean make it better? You <laughs> <laughs> mean liven my day up? I'm very into that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mark Smalls won't speak to me ever again. <laughs> yeah, who's Mark Smalls? Comic of the Bay Area, real good friend of ours. Uh, he came on here twice, and he was just like every time he comes here, he'll go home, and he won't text me for like six hours, <laughs> and then he'll text me the next day and just be like, "I fucking I got in so much trouble from when I came home." He was like, "I was just too high." My yeah. lady yelled at me. I was like, "Yeah, that's what we do here at yeah, Buddies." I don't think it's I don't think it's smart to uh, you know <laughs> to have a night planned. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Like Frank I, yeah. goes, oh, I have another podcast after this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. Wednesdays is yeah. usually why I'm so fucking high when we come and do our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but we're just talking shit. Yeah. And that's my favorite. Trey? Trey? Uh, one, yeah. Uh, babe, would you be willing to hand us the tray? Thanks, are you, are you Hannah. Hot? Yeah. Nice. Arts and crafting. Aw, snap. Uh all right, dope. You want to do some uh, trivia questions? Yeah. Dope. Babe, you want to do some... Uh, you got some... Uh... Have you right, still perfect. been drinking that edible? What? No, I have not. It is still there. There's a 100 milligram edible that's terrible. All right, I'll drink it. There's a 100 milligram edible over there, and it's like... He keeps telling me to do the whole thing, and it's like, I can't... The come up... Like, I'll do... I like edibles. It's I like doing lots of edibles, but I like doing them as... You know what I mean? I like every, every so on, you know? I like getting there. I can't... That fucking, like... Like straight up, I can't do it. It just I get all telling sweaty and shit. Dog, I'm telling you, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> like these, these are great. I ate like six of them, and I was fucking do lit. Titrate the or whatever the hell. Do it like every like, you know, every twenty minutes. Have another twenty milligrams. Ah oh, yeah yeah. All right, so this is the thing we do. We uh, do trivia questions. If you lose or if you, w- I always forget the rules. If you win, you get to choose who dabs or smokes or whatever. We've been taking dabs out of that thing because that just fucking rips. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, that's the day ruiner for sure. But yeah, if you get the question right, then you get to choose who smokes. If we all get it right, we've just been smoking flour from a bong or whatever. So we'll have a joint. We can just smoke the joint, shit like that. It's a game to get us more high. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm into it. What is your sh- your shirt say? Enjoy Jukox. Yeah, it says Enjoy Jukox. Where'd you get that from? People send me shirts, man. <laughs> so it, I, I don't know if this is an anti-Semite. I don't know if this is you know a pro-Semite. I don't know. That, I, that doesn't even look. That doesn't feel anti-Semitic. Especially when I wear it, I feel like it's and my you know my last name is also Moses, so I feel like you can't really get mad at me if you're offended by it anyway. That feels like pro-Semitism. Is there pro-Semitism? I think it this, I hope, I hope this is all positive. It says enjoy. It's like it's playing off the whole enjoy Coca-Cola thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's even got a little squirt at the end. Yo, I just so. fucking remembered there's a camera over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you looking at, dog? Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. looked up once. <laughs> yeah, the fifth I mean, member of our crew. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time where, the yeah. cat is here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's damn, funny. that cat is high as shit. Yeah. What's, What's the cat's name? Uh, cat's name is Honey. Oh, Honey? Yeah. H- honey the cat? Yeah. What's this? Gushers. I'm smoking on now. Oh, I love Gushers. That's Shout out Gushers, one. by the way. I heard they, uh, they said Black Lives Matter. That's good to know. Hell yeah. My favorite snack. Yeah. Kool-Aid, you're on the board. <laughs> <laughs> um, they never let me make Kool-Aid in my family. Good. Really? Yeah. Ever? Nope. I drank the fuck out of Kool-Aid. I uh, I made it Just too Tampico. sweet. I mean, yeah, watered down Tampico. Yeah, I made it Three too flavors. sweet. They didn't like it. I don't like that shit sweet. 
You got a volcano over there too? Old school. Yeah, man. What happened to that gravity bong that you had? I have no idea. That was like I've gone through so many gravity bongs yeah. in my life. You just make them like a like two liter bottle. I mean, at this time, yeah, at this point, man, you know, yeah. I'm from the streets, guys. You know, from the from the dirt, <laughs> we make gravity bongs out of like two liter bottles and you know plastic pitchers. You know what I mean? Like the okay. real old school yeah. ones, like just. Well, there's companies now who make them like out of glass. Yeah, it's I've hilarious. seen. It. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I am impressed with the, the gravity bond culture. I'm like, yeah. wow, you guys really came up. I thought this was just a party thing, but yeah. this is the way of life. One of my uh, work parties, uh, someone ripped it out one time. We were up in the bay, and fucking, I put him down, dude. He had to sit down. I was like, there you go. <laughs> he said he wanted a gravity bond because everyone was doing it. And they were like hitting it with a lighter and then like barely kissing it and then pulling it up hella yeah. fast. And I was like, no, 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 no. And so I pulled out the torch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never beaten a gravity bomb. Really? Ever? Uh, I've, yeah, I've never. Up, I've never beat him. That always beats me. That's all. That's my Mike Tyson. I'll never beat him. I think gravity I. Uh, I, Tyson I, Ranch, I remember Tyson Ranch is the. I'm dog. Like hands down, I'm telling you. I'm. And I've smoked a lot of these brands. I used to like. Uh, God, uh, Candescence. Those are my guys too. I really love Candescence. Um, like they never miss. But Tyson Ranch, I'm just like this is. That's the one. These motherfuckers. Check it out, man. I am. Oof. I mean, I haven't checked out any of their stuff out here, um, but What's I do the know they're in Vegas right too. Now? Like I know Mac OG is like. Mac was huge, um, like a couple dude. months ago for sure. It was and like Tyson's everywhere. version was like. Oh, it was nuts. Nuts. Uh, who's, I mean, who's growing for Tyson? And stuff like that. Um, I th- I think he might be sourcing flour, or he might have a huge compound in, in Palm Springs, Palm Desert. No, no, it's in uh, it's in California City. Okay, right. Is he actually growing on that on that mm-hmm. location? Oh, that's fucking dope then. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's smart. So that that's was because a lot of people were out like a uh, candescent or like out in Palm Desert because they're like actually giving tax breaks and stuff for companies moving right. out there, and there's so much space available and mm-hmm. it's cheap. Um, but then you also got to realize like you're putting money into like storage at that point where you have to like make it cool enough to store. Right. So, like, you're yeah, spending that money anyway. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. 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 All that shit. So there's a lot of companies that are like uh, sourcing their weed where it's like here's your name, here's your brand, and then they go to other companies that grow it specifically, and then they just buy that weed, put it in a jar, and they're like, this is our stuff. Which, I mean... There's different ways of doing it. So, like, Flocana, for example, is an outdoor brand up, up in, from Humboldt and Mendocino. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to farms, and they, they basically buy their flour, and then say, hey, we'll put it to market for you. Put it in jars, whatever. They put their name on, like, a little brand on the jar or whatever. And so that allows the farmers to offload all their shit at once and then go on to the next harvest, like, not even have to worry about it. Um, so companies do that. Like, that one, like, Flocana tries to grade it and kind of takes time doing it. But there's other companies, um, probably some that I won't mention, who do stuff like um, they'll go and they'll buy a bunch of shit, like grind it up and then just kind of throw it into pre-rolls or whatever and just not really worry about consistency of it and just kind of get whatever they can as much of most of the time. Uh, just to kind of put a product out yeah. there regularly. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, kind of like, I feel like, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing. I remember like uh, when I was, you know, when I was like first starting to stand up, like you had goals, right? I like think one of my goals was I want to get like a, like a skateboard flow team. You know what I mean? So like I want my, you know, because the culture I come from is a lot of just like skateboarders, right? We're in the desert. It's like all those kids are just like they're skateboarding and fighting, right? And Do you like, skateboard? I mean, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I was like, I'd rather play basketball. <laughs> I'd rather play basketball. So I just so, try yeah. to imagine you doing a kickflip. I mean, I, I tried and like, yeah, those kids clown me. And I was just like, I'll just hang out with you cats. Because like one of my homeboys who, you know, we played ball together a lot and we just kind of grew up together. Filipino dude named Mark. He, uh, he, um, he, he got into skateboarding and was just like really good at because he was an athletic dude. And I was just like, all right, well, that's my homeboy. And he was just, like, the best skater in town. So, and he was just like, flow team, flow team, flow team this. And I was just like, all right, man, yeah, that, that's dope. Like, that's our that's our eight-mile thing. Like, instead of, like, rapping, like, you know, we'll, we'll get a skateboard team. 
But now I'm looking at this, I'm just like, dude, if I get some money, like, just go buy like a co-op and just grow weed. You know, I feel like I that, mean that, that I would so many people. I would love to retire doing that. I, I feel mean, like that is your goal. Yeah. Uh, no, I told Hannah, I was yeah. like, I, I I've been telling, I like how I'm like shaking my hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I've wanted to grow weed in this apartment for so long. <laughs> I was just like, I just want to grow one plant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I would be that guy who would be growing it on his port, like walking out, spraying it. Like this is my baby, like naming it. I'm that guy. Um, but no, I would love to learn how to grow. Like I, my dream is to like retire and have fields, but also just grow weed. You know? No, I don't want to. I mean, I, I don't. Wanna, I mean, listen, I'm not Johnny Appleseed. I'm just saying I want to be like an owner. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, no, no. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like like a football team. You know? Oh, okay. Like if there's that like, corruption that happens, everybody's like, oh, he knew. I'm like, I didn't know. I just, yeah, I'm, just was, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm touring. You know what I mean? <laughs> Roseville, come on, guys. I didn't know. <laughs> there were so many. You know, so much misconduct. I'm like, I had no idea. I just thought it was cool, man. Everybody's doing heroin, and you know, I was like, everybody can do their thing. Ex-convicts, you know, you can have jobs. <laughs> yeah, what is that? That's the. Um, so how does that work? The that's how they give back, though, equity with through uh, marijuana dispensers and co-ops. So it's like if you do have a record and you like start your own one, or is um, it you just? I think it's just uh, that, or they're also helping uh, a lower income starting. Um, for both, like helping with yeah. Listen, I'm lower find, income. We can yeah, probably I'll find, fire the I'll fire um, the paperwork, <laughs> like resources and stuff to build your company, getting you uh, HR, getting you like but inside of the people who like get you some insurance on things. Fifi you know, can be help HR. You get a shop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I, I really did come with a lot of homeboys that um dope, that yeah that like grew weed and like you know sold weed and like and did some like you know some criminal shit but uh and they yeah, and they yeah. went to prison yeah me too yeah um, i think so everyone, now I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah so i'm saying like we should like hire those guys to like do that thing legally you know what i mean and then they'll probably get caught again if you know they <laughs> or they'll they'll make it really like really pop <laughs> that's what i was saying with that um uh, article i was reading about how there's a group of dudes who used to work for mercedes-benz who started their own weed branding company mm-hmm. so they're like they're like a weed luxury weed branding company and they work with these different like fucking weed companies and they all make like basically like products for like middle class white people to enjoy for like weed so it's like your moms and shit so it's like THC champagne and like fucking bullshit like that and uh but you're right where it's like if those people were smart they would brand companies that were looking for guys that know how to do it like that listen the guy who went to jail for 10 years for growing weed knows how to grow weed because he's been doing it for 10 years and he's willing to risk going to jail like if those guys hired that yeah. guy to grow for a luxury company like that, that shit would yeah, be amazing. Like but, you can make a Nike, yeah. but he's not luxury, and I mean, that's why they won't do I, it. I think it's like it, it takes it takes guys, you know, absolutely with big voices. Yeah, like, you know, like I think Sarah Silverman's doing that. I know Whoopi Goldberg did that, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it just takes you know like a whole movement of just like yeah, we're gonna hire guys who were maybe nonviolent offenders, or maybe it was for you know distribution of uh, marijuana, and you know we make those guys. Part of the co-op, right? Yeah. Like they start becoming owners in the company. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a whole movement that's happening anyway. So yeah, I think just like contributing to that. Yeah, absolutely. And then being the Nike of that. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be sick. And then we all go down for like you know racketeering or something. Rico. <laughs> all right. Uh, first like question. Real <laughs> first question, babe. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, oh, can from the podcast thing. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Do you want me to? I'll just repeat the question. Who was the first female singer to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, Definitely a white lady. Well, I'm a man of God, so I'm going to say Eve. 
she was also in, in the she was also in the Rough Riders. She was in the Rough Riders. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, Our Lady Eve, the first lady of the earth. Oh, wow. Cheryl um, Crow. Cheryl Crow? Uh, who's the lead singer of um, Heart? The bitch from heart. Okay. Mine was Eve. It's actually Aretha Franklin. Oh, wow, God I love damn it. that. I love that I didn't take her thunder. That makes sense. Aretha Franklin's amazing. Wow. Sarah Tiana's story about her is fucking hysterical. She can't. She apparently hates mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Aretha Franklin. She hates mountains? Yes. Why? She can't, like, that was the thing about, like, uh, uh, when they go on tour, they have to, like, the bus she's on, she doesn't fly, and she hates mountains. So when they go through a mountain range, they have to black out all of the windows and everything so she can't see. Because uh, I don't know if I think it's like a fear thing or whatever, yeah. but yeah, that's just she has, Tiana has a joke about it, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." So her whole punchline is, uh, "I'm gonna butcher it," but she was just like, "I guess there is a mountain that's high enough." <laughs> you know? But yeah, she's apparently terrified of mountains. I think that happens with a lot. I mean, I feel like if you're a celebrity, you get to a point where you have just so much money, things that you fear, like you can just easily be like, "No, I'll throw enough yeah, money." Like it's ridiculous, but I don't want to have to deal why with the it. whole Kobe of it. All scares you because. There is a mountain high enough sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. and you know, the Buddy Holly of it, you know, like the the Richie Valens of it. You just that shit was terrifying. That's what I'm saying. So that that would yeah that that's what makes you mortal. You're just like yeah, money. <laughs> there is a mountain high enough. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude, Travis Barker survived that fucking um, he survived that plane crash. Oh right. Yeah, it was him and that DJ. Oh DJ AM. Yeah, he died. He died. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And also, wh- who else? Yeah. Um, what was the uh, TLC? Oh, uh, left eye. She died in a car crash. Oh, was it a car crash? That was an airplane. Crash. Yeah. Diane. John Denver. John Denver. That's oh, yeah, fucking it was a, wild. That was a plane crash. Roy Halliday had a plane crash. How, well, how did he? He died. <coughs> he was flying himself. Oh, yikes! Yeah. <coughs> Leonard Skinner and uh, yeah, Leonard Skinner. Um, fucking. Oh, damn it! Who was? Fucking. Well, didn't um, didn't uh, Han Solo survive a fucking helicopter accident? Uh, he's been in multiple, and he's been he's been in multiple. He's been the guy flying each time. Each time, yeah. but he's lived. Yeah. Jesus, because he flies as like a um like a rescue helicopter flyer. Like so, like, oh, there's an emergency okay. he'll come fly, but apparently, like he's like crashed multiple. Helicopters. See, that shit's just I can't <laughs> even. Oh, God, fucking planes trip me the fuck out. Shit like that is terrifying to me. That is like the scariest thing. Yeah, I don't. Ugh, God, I get, I get, my hands get sweaty. Like being stoned, flying a plane. <laughs> that <laughs> might be fun. You're driving a car. Wasn't, that, oh, wasn't that that Denzel movie? Oh, uh, he like snorted some coke, smoked some weed, got a little drunk. Yeah. Yeah, but his whole thing was that he was like, uh, none of he was like, yes, I did all those things, but uh, none of them made me a bad pilot. Which, by the way, how great is he? He's like, listen, I... Because that would be every comic. be like, listen, man, I know I was doing heroin, but you guys all left. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He was like, <laughs> listen, all you guys left. <laughs> my vices are so strong, and I trust in them. That, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like, this isn't what the problem is. I'm just not a really good pilot. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This it's just it, my yeah. skills. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not like some inebriate. It's crazy. <laughs> Don't blame it on that. <laughs> yeah. How dare you put the evil on, yeah, on yeah. coke and marijuana and alcohol? Whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. It's got, yeah, it's gotten through this country for years. <laughs> 
I I just wasn't studying. Yeah, hey, I just wasn't on it that day. I um, do a lot of flight time. Uh, babe, next question. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you got rolled in this one? Gushes. Nice. Okay. In 2008, which artist broke the record for the youngest ever to win a Grammy for album of the year? All right, 2008, youngest artist to ever something a record, uh, or to win a Grammy in 2008. Grammy for album of the year. Album oh, of the year 2008. This feels like. Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor this Swift. does that feel was, like I think Taylor that was Swift. Kanye year thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Man, how did you? Were you watching when that happened? I was in seventh yeah. grade. Dog. You were in seventh grade. Seventh or eighth grade, bro. Where were you when that happened? Eight. Doesn't it? God. I yeah, was, it was a year after I graduated. Yeah, I think I was. Two thousand eight. I was. I was definitely working at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. So did you, I was like, life was a blur. Did you watch <laughs> that happen? Because I remember, I think I watched it happen. I remember hearing about it the next day. And just being like, I, yeah, oh, the whole, yeah, Kanye of it all. Um, who's, who's Kanye? Oh, oh that was, was at the MTV Movie Award. That Music was Awards. at the MTV Music Awards. Right. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the Grammys? You just took it? <laughs> no one came <laughs> up. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. It's like, that's cool. You're 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've written every song that's a hit yeah. this year. <laughs> I guess you deserve it. <laughs> that is crazy that she won so many fucking records. She's no, also not, extremely she just, tall. Yeah, she just she really had the pulse of the nation of like we just want to be happy. We had nine eleven. They canceled talking about it. We had Katrina. They won't stop talking about it. There's a housing crisis coming in. Oh my god, black president. <laughs> <laughs> and then Taylor Swift won the award for yeah, <laughs> youngest person won a Grammy for album of the year. It's a perfect storm, really. It's the same reason that uh, Donald Trump gets elected. Remember when people were tripping on his suit? Man, the good old days. <laughs> I didn't understand what the problem was. It was a nice suit. Which suit? Remember they, he had that like tan or that beige one? Who? Obama. And it was like suit gate. Like people freaked out. Suit gate. I swear to God. I remember it was like people. Like, it was like Fox like was just going off about uh, how. JP shaking his head too. That, you don't remember that? Oh, I do remember because yeah, right. I remember people bring it up every once in and a while. And a suit gate. You don't remember Republicans being up in arms because he wore like a fucking brown suit. Uh, Obama won like a brown suit. They were like, it's disrespectful to the presidency. And I just remember it being hilarious. Like, who the fuck cares? Suit gate. Slow week. It was a slow week. I'll have to look back because I could have. And now no, I'm very unsure. That's what this podcast should be called. Suit week? No, slow week. <laughs> slow week. Smoking weed, talking about the news. You know, just trying. Yeah, slow burn. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, um. Jesus is good. Who grew that? Uh, Ember Valley. Mm. Boys up in Shasta. Love it. Love the soda. Love the area. Shasta. They're the ones who like, like to like brought Mac into like at least from my my opinion. Um, the yeah, they were like really popular, really blew it up like in the legal market, and then like. 
four months later, it was fucking. It was. I kept hearing about it. I was like, all right, yeah. And I smoked it. Like I was like, I was in love. I was like, and I never had it since. It was. It's that my pineapple express in the sense of I've never had this before, and I haven't had it since. Was it just because it's hard to find now, or it's it's nowhere now? I've got it in concentrate. If you want to smoke some, really? Yeah, I got some right here actually. Oh, that'll fuck me up. Yeah, Yeah, dude. The Mac, yeah, Mac OG. That's there's nothing like it. I mean, I I haven't smoked anything like it in a long time. Hmm. OG might be another cross. Yeah, yeah, what's up? How much does a human brain weigh? <laughs> eight ounces. Eight ounces? Or like 11 pounds and eight Isn't ounces Isn't that the soul? Very different. Eight, 11 pounds and eight ounces are two very different. <laughs> different. <laughs> That's a good point. Eight uh, pounds and 22 times that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was in like uh, that Jerry Maguire movie, right? He says the head. Oh, I'm talking about, I'm, you're right. I'm thinking about the head, not the brain. The head weighs how many? I don't remember the quote. I never seen Jerry Maguire. Don't. Is it a bad movie? No, just I don't want you to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you deserve it. <laughs> Hannah makes fun of me because Vanilla Sky is one of my favorite movies. I don't think I've ever seen it. She hates. Was it's a it great Tom, title? It's a great Sky. You think you hate Tom Cruise and uh, Tom Cruise. Keanu Reeves? Oh yeah, that, that, they're both in that movie. No, she just hates <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Seen that movie. Yeah, they're not. That's only a damn good movie. Cruises. Oh, okay, that's what it was. She doesn't like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, By the way, I love Matthew McConaughey. What's your What's your least favorite Matthew McConaughey movie, Hannah? I know you've seen them all. Uh, God. I would say probably like Failure to Launch. Okay. Shit. That's, a, that's that's weird that that's a deep cut to me. I'm like, damn, Failure to Launch. Yeah, that's that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of nailing on the head. <laughs> 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 I thought you could say something like Mud or like Dallas Buyers Club. You're just like, or uh, so, like something that was like really good of his that yeah. she was like, so, but you were like, like, he was cool. Like, was he in like Time to Kill? Uh, I don't know. I feel like that was. I know he's in Lincoln Lawyer. He's in Lincoln Lawyer, which has been on my Netflix. Time to kill. I could be wrong, but I thought he was in that. Like, I that lo- made me a fan. I was like, it doesn't matter what he does after this, he's fine. I loved him. But in he is kind of a, yeah, yeah, there's. What? Whoa! Because True Detective was so good. True Detective was fine. He was fine in Dallas Buyers Club. Damn! I love this segment of the show <laughs> where Hannah's just very Hannah just eviscerates people. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Hannah's like White Lizzo. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking, that was cold-blooded, Hannah. Fuck. It was so funny, too. She's like, failure to launch. You're like, oh, damn, that's when he was trying to do comedies. Woo! Damn, that is it like, was hard. you had your fucking homework ready. I'm not giving you a fucking Oscar because you got skinny. <laughs> 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 It's like when people were saying like uh, the whole uh, Malcolm X and uh, Scent of Woman thing. It was just like, I'm not going to give fucking uh, Pacino an Oscar just because he's fucking blind. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, I felt that. I respect that. So yeah, fuck you, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and your performance in Dallas Buyers Club. By the way, loved you in Failure to Launch. <laughs> that was one of your top three performances. <laughs> All right, next question. You're just fucking. I love that. What are you making, what by the, the way? Paper flowers. What was the last question? It was, oh, you didn't answer 
Oh yeah, we just <laughs> went on a weird <laughs> fucking Matthew McConaughey tangent. <laughs> By the way, look at my cat. I know the arms tucked up. Dude. This is how you know it's a Stoner's podcast. Look at my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the name of this podcast. Look at my cat. All right, babe. JP and Frank. Oh shit. Um, I mean, what in money? No, in like. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, uh, okay. Um. Like in value? <laughs> Six pounds. Not how much it costs on the black market. That's so funny where it's like, uh, I was just about to say, I don't know how much an ounce weighs. Okay, eight pounds. I'm going to say it. Eight, eight pounds? pounds? You think I the brain, six. eight pounds? Six pounds? Yeah. Six pounds. Oh, man. So I don't, I, I'm either dumb. I, I, have, I must be dumb because I don't know how brain, how much brains. I, I'm going to say, can I do, can I do prices right rules where it's like one pound and it's just like you guys both. Overbid? What are, what are prices right now? No, rules? no, no. If if you if you bid if you say one pound and it's not, then we all then we all three get to beat you up. Ah. And, the, and the cat gets the scratch. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> five pounds. Not bad. That is very prices right of you, by the way. So five, six, and eight. Yeah. yeah. Three. Like three pounds. Oh. The human head weighs eight pounds with a brain in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So eight pounds. How was that Will Smith movie? Uh, seven pounds. Oh, seven pounds. Yeah. We're seven, about eight, that nine. Again, it was the third time it's going on this fucking podcast. What? The Will Smith movie about called Seven Pounds or whatever. Oh, is, is that like a, a hot reference on this show? I, I mean, I guess so. I we've just un- yeah, we've <laughs> unintentionally brought it up a lot. There's a lot of seven pounds energy in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it is. We also fucking hate Buffalo Wild Wings, but that's about it. I mean, I don't even know where that that's that's fuckers. out of left field. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Will Smith here, and then Buffalo Wild Wings came into the. In the it's an ongoing it's joke. Wingstop we, affiliate. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, it better we're, be. We're Wingstop. We're Rick Ross, people. It's Maybach music. Yeah, it is. Huh? He, he told me Rick, I didn't realize Rick Ross so owns many. a few Wingstops. Talk Multiple. about talk about black owned businesses, Frank. I think it's important, and that's why I like Wingstop, because you know Buffalo Wild Wings is all white owned. That's it's right. Not, you know Panda I mean? Express dish or Panda Express. Whatever Panda Express. Yeah. Well, these people know that you're about black people right now. <laughs> not even that. We just hate Wingstop that much. Yeah. <laughs> what you hate? You like Wingstop? My bad. Buffalo Wild, Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings. Wings. Sorry, I'm high. just I'm high as shit. We're smoking Buffalo Wild Wing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo! All right. Um, <laughs> next. Question. Lemon pepper. COVID. <coughs> it feels good in here, guys. Yeah, it's so fucking hot. I apologize. No, it's nice. I'll be honest. It's like a sauna. Okay, this is kind of. I kind of need it for my, you know, just like. Your pores? Yeah. Which two elements on the periodic table are liquids at room temperature? Jesus Christ. What are these? Um, liquids at room temperature? Oh, okay. Mercury? Um, oh, fuck. Um, that was one of them for sure. I that's think. definitely mercury. Yeah. I don't know the other one. Zinc? No, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. Like, are you cheating? It's uh, mercury and. You get the second one, I'll be really impressed. It's another metal, probably. I mean, yeah. That's what the question was, right? No. no, what other element? Oh, what other element? Yeah. Fuck. So I think it's one of the other metals, though. Gold? Because everything on the other side, the right sides are gases. Do you know, like, element shit? No. Oh, okay. Do you know, like, element shit? <laughs> well, I, I'm dumb. 
I did not do well in anything chemistry or science. I yeah. I mean, Moses knows that I'm bad at geography. Oh yeah, we have documented evidence of that. I've got to stop putting this stuff like, you know, on wax. (laughs) (laughs) People can't fucking know this about you, bro. They're not going to know where you're from. They're just going to take you anywhere they want. He's not even going to (laughs) know. This is Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Literally in Palm Springs. Oh, my God. This looks like Barstow. This was this close the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The earth really is flat, you know? Listen, I'm a very simple man. It's not true, Frank. You're complex. You don't even know it yet. All right, so what he said. Is Frank and JP's first answer? Oh yeah. Mercury and. It's one of the uh, things that's room temperature. One of the elements that. Liquid at room temperature. Fuck. Gosh, Mercury. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll say Mercury. don't know that but i mean you sound so confident jp yeah that's kind of what happens it was someone when 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 i'm when most of us don't know what it is when someone's like i think it's this I super just, confident we're like yeah we're gonna go with his answer that's and then we're all get wrong elected into office though so. <laughs> yeah that guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about he just ran over like three black people let's, <laughs> let's follow his lead that seems appropriate uh i'm I, i'm gonna i'm gonna bow out potassium I said zinc. Zinc? It can't be potassium. I've had potassium pills and it's been room temperature, so. <laughs> Mercury and bromine. Bromine? That actually is a very, that actually, so that's, that's pretty Bro-mean. like, yeah, that's, that makes sense. These elements are liquids because the intermolecular forces are strong enough so that they do not vaporize. Huh. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's like when you put tequila in the freezer. Um, uh, it doesn't freeze. freeze. It does. does it? Tequila? Yeah, man, there's so much sugar syrup in there, dog. It'll separate. I've never seen it. I've Bro, never seen so it. I literally went through this last week. Our freezer overfroze. Was it good so, like, our tequila or bad tequila? It was. Uh, it was uh, Casadores. Mm. So I mean, it's. Oh, I think it's Casadores. Yeah, it's my go-to. But like, it was. Uh, I think it was just too fucking cold, and so like, literally, my vodka wow. froze, dude. Vodka froze too. Freeze, yeah. Oh, don't believe the hype. Well, I think I think 100%. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> so. I think alcohol by itself, like like. I, I, I did like nine iso alcohol probably wouldn't freeze, but I think there's other things like sh- like sugars and other shit right. in there that does freeze, Amazing. and so that froze and whatever the rest of it didn't. Fuck. Yeah, it was okay. interesting as fuck. And huh. I've heard like uh, like Dan Aykroyd was on uh, fucking Rogan talking about how they put terpenes in like cheap vodka and stuff to make it taste better. Yeah. What? Smell, but yeah. Jesus. Yeah, man. They can't be good. Wow. Popov is uh, not good. Yeesh. Yikes. All right. Uh, ready for the last question? Yes. Yeah. I actually have two more questions. Uh, let's do one. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. So. Oh, shit. Uh, what is the highest-grossing Christmas movie of all time? Um, Ooh. Um, <laughs> damn. Is it Jingle All the Way? <laughs> Why was that my I was actually going to say right? Jingle All the Way. I, 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 I think it's favorite. Jingle All the Way. I don't think so. It's got to be Home Alone. Oof. Ooh, fuck. But Jingle uh, All the Way feels good to me for some reason. Die Hard. Is that known as a Christmas movie, movie yeah, still? Actually, it came out in Christmas, so I'm going to say I'm going to change my answer to Die Hard. Okay, what about Elf? Fuck, that's it. Okay. Elf was in the theater for like a year and a half. So I'm saying Die Hard. Die Hard. He's saying Elf. I said Die Hard as well. He said Die Hard. Die Hard is Home Alone. Ah, oh, we talked ourselves out of it. Call of Duty: The 
Yeah, I just picked up Madden 20 and I haven't played much of it. Dude, I used to be fun. super, I, yeah. I am thick into the franchise. That's how much time I've had in my head. And is that the one you get, like, you can, like, draft players and you get the card, the card packs and all that kind of shit? That's the franchise mode? All right, cool. Then I'll check that shit out. Because, uh, yeah, no, I haven't played really since, like, 2013. How much? Like, really played Madden. Have you put That's any cool. money in those Madden uh, cards? No, dude. I'm not, like, uh, I'm not I'm not. You're that smart, tough. by the way. You're yeah, smart. Because uh, it doesn't make sense. There's people who, like, it's, it's their thing. I, I, I don't even do. like. I don't even fault them. I, uh, they make billions. That's uh, yeah. They make. Uh, there's a whole article about how that is technically gambling and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're saying how uh, EA Sports makes. I think like sixty to eighty percent of their profits on just kids, on really. that. Well, I, I knew it was a thing when they started like charging you to like to play the franchise. I was just like, I had to literally sign up for play like PlayStation Now or like wait, PlayStation wait. Plus. Oh yeah, just but, to like get online. Yeah, you know I mean? but that, oh, yeah. I'm not even trying that, to get online. I just like they're like, oh, you want your, your your roster's updated. I'm like, I don't even care. Just like. Why can't I just Whoa. play? Whoa. To really even have your rosters rock. updated, Whoa. you have to have live? Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you have to be registered. Dude, I, just, like, I mean, I guess that makes sense, anyway, but it's, it's also like. It's fine. It's just like, it literally, it's like what. I don't know how much it is. Yeah, me and him are like fucking. Um, yeah. yeah, me and him are like. I'm you. I mean, fucking. You could see I have an Xbox and a fucking PlayStation. I like play a lot. It is. You gonna get shit. the five? Or are you gonna wait? Oh, five. Not like gonna the get week the. It comes out, bro. The yeah. PlayStation really? five. Yeah. That's fucked up. The yeah. PS five. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm a JP on that one. Bro, I fucking my PlayStation four right now at home has a cooling fan on the back. The fucking pegs that keep it off the thing so it doesn't sit on. Yeah, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want like, those I'm too. I'm like all the way. Like yeah, I'm yeah. investing this shit. I, I'm an Xbox Got a 4K guy. TV so I can fucking play 4K games. Yeah, I'm an know. Xbox guy. So like, I'm gonna. I think if I'm gonna get a, a system like that's next. What's so weird about you, Frank? I just. I mean, it's gonna I, go I, Xbox. I, I don't know. Xbox Bro, guys the, are. I don't know. Like the whole ge- the whole Halo generation. I just. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a huge Halo well, I generation. Up, I came oh, up I'm in, in Halo and then. Uh, got to the point where I was like, "Oh, like I'm. This is all these multiplayer games are the same." And so I started playing yes, fucking yes, games that meant yes, something. You yeah, know? Yes, PlayStation's yes, cool. Yes, PlayStation. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've always said that. Uh, mind you, I love PlayStation. Yeah. My uncle was a PlayStation guy. I was an Xbox kid growing up. PlayStation, I feel like, is where you go to when you want to play those games where it's like a movie experience. Yeah. Like uh, Last of Us Two comes out next. Yeah, week. and I love those kinds yeah. of games. I loved Horizon Dawn. I love fucking Until Dawn and Final all that Fantasies. jazz. Final yeah, Fantasies, yeah, all those. Dope. Loved them. Xbox, I've always just been really a big fan of. Um, mostly, I think the only reason I'm an Metal Xbox fan. Metal Gear Solid. I mean, the list goes Metal, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear Solid was dope. The first couple of them. Absolutely. And, and then that. they went, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I remember the first time you got to play like Metal Gear Solid, you know. And um, my father, <laughs> he I, he bought me an Xbox. And I say bought because he came home with a printer and an Xbox. And he was like, yeah, they came together. And I was like, oh, dope. And then I, it took me years to realize he just bought it off a dude in the back of a fucking whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's what it got me into Xboxes. But I think I would have been a PlayStation kid if, like, he had bought a PlayStation. Sure. No, but no. I think for the next gen, I think Xbox has it out the gate so far. Um, and then PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I don't know. Xbox just has so many games right out the gate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. But a lot of these franchises, like the PlayStation's coming out, they're just stuff like we're already invested in, like another yeah. Horizon and another. Absolutely. Like, like, oh, I've been waiting for this shit. But like, if they if they haven't made an announcement about Horizon, if they make an announcement about Horizon, yeah, I'm gonna get a PlayStation. And I'm gonna be they, they, they a thousand. The second trailer. Did they? Yeah. Oh shit! I haven't seen it. it part yet. Of the, yeah, it was like part of the thing. They they showed the second. They're just doing a trilogy. Oh yeah, I they haven't even the, seen yeah. the yeah, announcement and, and trailer. Then, uh, they did the Miles Morales trailer, and they're gonna launch uh, Miles Morales. PS5, 
And so it has it's black and then black and then red instead of the blue on the white part, and then there's a fucking red spider on it. Man, I gotta pay off this it's fucking credit card then. Like <laughs> 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 Babe, we're not gonna it's go to dinner five, tonight. Bro. I know it's our one year anniversary, but I gotta <laughs> wait for like you know cause like you gotta wait for like for that first generation for it to pass. Like yeah. the that's always out. been a yeah. yeah. I feel like the first generation of the new game system that comes that's, out, you gotta wait a year because there's gonna be hiccups. Too, though, is I just get the the next one too. I got the PlayStation 4 and then now you're like, I have a pro. problem. Yeah. yeah, like you don't get like, and like, I don't like, yeah, I'll get into games, bro. I mean, like, you know, I put hundreds of hours into Fallout 76. Oh, that game's awesome, though. Dude, Do you so, play Fallout 76? Yeah, you have PS4? Really? That PS4, yeah. Bro, oh, whoa. Dog, we have, we have, yeah, a, we, have, we, have, yeah, we play Fallout 76 a lot. Bro, Are you a Fallout guy? I'm not a Fallout boy. Really? Because <laughs> we've been like, a, like I've played Fallout Three. I played Fallout. I, pl- I played the original Wastelands because mm. they came out as downloadable on Xbox. Whoa. So like I went and just played. They had Wasteland the remastered versions, and that's when it was literally like you know a control uh, a con- an old computer 2D kind of game. Yeah. But I fucking was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go all out, and I've just been like, yeah, fun, I loved man. it. Yeah. I mean, you get deep in that thing. It's yeah. fun. Dude, I I mean, just, yeah, I just built part of my camp underground. Really? Yeah. How long have you been played yeah. Fallout 76? Yeah. That blows my mind. I mean, like, I, I just finished the story. I mean, like, for the most part, like a lot of those, I just finished the story and then I like, yeah, get over it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. With like Red Dead Redemption, like I remember the first one, I was like, I don't really like the way this this plays. But Red Dead Redemption Two, made like that's what the first one should have been. It yeah. felt like Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West. That shit was dope. Yeah, Red Dead Two was like that was it. They, they, they did. They finally did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever I'm uh, like the first like month or two of like the quarantine and stuff, when I was like, I can't do shit. I went and re I erased all my Red Dead data and was like, I'm going to start again because that story is just so, so fucking fun. compelling. Yeah, dude, it's fun. It's like great. Yeah, they yeah. do a good job. It's like a, it's like a whole movie you're playing. You yeah, know? it's dope. And Hannah yes, makes is. fun of me all the time because like. I like sit. She's right. Yeah, yeah. But I'll sit and I just have my headphones in and I'll just be playing. I'll be balls deep and she'll like take pictures of me just fucking talking shit. Just making (laughs) fun of me. Because like I get it. And she's just like, what are you doing? I mean, that Red Dead 2 made me feel like a kid again. I was like, I I was like stuck in the house for like two months. Yeah. I can't stop. I just love this so much. I mean, like I would lose hours. What was your, yeah, that feeling. What was, uh, what's your like history with video games? What was like the first system you got and shit? I was, I think my first system was the Nintendo. And then, um, I wore out like this, the, the Super Mario's of the of that decade, like in the the Mega Man's, and then it was Sega. Yeah, Sega over Super Nintendo. So I was like more of a Sega guy, and then um, I think Super the Nintendo, like N sixty four came out, and then yeah. it was like you know I was going to like you know the Boys and Girls Clubs kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, like Killer Instinct and Goldeneye, Smash. That's how you fucking. That's how the hierarchy of who's right. cool in the neighborhood. You know, Mario Kart's. Do you remember yeah. what Sega's uh, tagline was in the nineties? Sega. Se- no, it was Sega does when Nintendo don't. Oh, I don't like straight that. up, Whoa, it was like part bro, of the really. Wow, that's great. I know the guy who did the uh, the whole Sega. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's Mark Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a comic. Yeah. That's <laughs> he's, great. He's yeah, that's so funny. Um, what was like the first game that you played that you were like? Because I I remember specifically. <laughs> I remember specifically. Tech-mobile. It was Nintendo. like. You're playing games and it was like kind of things like that where it's tech mobile and it was like, all right, this is dope. But what was the first game that like you're like story driven that you were like, holy shit, this like changed. Because that I mean, there's always that first game you play where you're like, oh, this takes it to a next level where it was like, oh, shit. That had to be a PlayStation game. That was probably Metal Gear Solid, the first one. Yeah, I think Metal Gear Solid definitely was. was like. 
dude, they just made like a whole movie and it was hard. You learned something. It was like you guys were, like, I was bad at it at first. I was like, yeah, I'm was, like, I, I would tell you, I would turn it off for like months and like then I get back and I'd be stuck in it for months. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, I can't beat this level. I just, I, I, I don't aim that well. It's like it, but it, like it made you want to beat it. It was it, like competed against you. And it also, I think that was one of the first games that really changed it with the way you played video games where they thought outside the box where it was like, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm picking up the control and playing it. But there was that, like, there was boss fights where it was like the best way to fight Mantis, I think was his name, was you had to unplug from yeah. player one to player two. The only way to fight him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, otherwise you knew your moves ahead Exactly. Of time. And you stop. were like, what the fuck? And you didn't know that until, like, you either looked online, but even then that was hard. That. Was before before that. So you were like, what the fuck? Like, so you had to, like, figure it out. The, you had to get the strategy guy. I take, but, I take it back, And even then you couldn't even, like, yeah. you were like, oh, shit. It wasn't Metal Gear Solid. It was a Nintendo game, actually, and it was that uh, that Ninja Turtles. Oh, right. That kind of had a hell the of a story. The one yeah. where like the sand and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. I remember playing that with my cousins because yeah. that's when like and, like Pizza Hut fucking yeah, arcades and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Had oh, a hell shit. of a storyline. Yeah. yeah, I did. I would pump quarters into that dude. shit. Exactly. For me, my first yeah. arcade game like that, that was very similar. Actually, it was the Simpsons one. Sim- yep, yeah, Simpsons. The shit. Precisely. Yeah, bro. Get those guar. Oh no, Beavis and Butthead. Get the guar tickets. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Better, uh, remember Garbage? Holy that was shit. Sega. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, I remember it's like that's so funny because I remember like my cousins or like my older cousins playing that, and it's one of those things that like that's that's just me being a younger cousin absorbing what yeah, the older yeah, kids are doing. Because yeah. I remember playing that game, but just not knowing who the fuck Beavis what the fuck it was yeah. about, or you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But but knowing who Beavis, but not like being into right. it like they were. Yeah, I mean they were. Yeah, they were like that quintessential just slacker just watching like music videos but like they were so funny they just were everybody at that point yeah i remember watching that only because i couldn't watch what i wanted to watch because my older cousins were watching tv and it was one of those things of like you don't realize how lucky you are to understand how dope this is yeah so it was like i remember being forced to watch butthead that whole culture same thing with ren and stimpy there was a lot of uh i'm so i'm very excited and glad that I had a, came out of the closet. <laughs> that I had a very irresponsible family because oh, there was a lot of like I remember being like with my dad and his like lady and her family and they're like Frank's got to like leave the room because they didn't want me to watch South Park but they all would watch it and I'd just be sitting there like fucking this sucks you know what I mean but like my family would be like yeah fucking come watch South Park yeah. we don't give a shit yeah and yeah I learned sometimes yeah, yeah exactly and yeah that was the thing is like i remember it sucking because it was like one house you had rules and the other house it was just a fucking wild west yeah so it was just like what the fuck yeah but <laughs> now it's like yeah now i can finally appreciate like i remember watching daria but yeah beavis and butthead holy shit that's sh- i remember watching the beavis and butthead movie and mm, then they meet their yeah. dads yeah. in the desert that shit was oh yeah because before they like, like mtv had a whole had a whole liquid television thing, you know. Like yeah. They had uh, that Mr. Head thing. Yeah. Had uh, Aeon Flux, you know. Aeon Flux. Mm. I remember watching that and being like, "Whoa!" It was gnarly. It yeah. was too much for me. I was like, "I don't. I can't deal with the blood and the fucking boners." Le- yeah. The, the, the <laughs> of it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It I like, dug it. I was just so like, "Oh my god!" Was like, so bloody and so yeah. violent. I'm like, "Oh my god!" People are dying. I got a boner. What's going on? I don't know what's happening right now. My hormones are racing. Is this like, what minute, puberty she just, like, is? Slices eye in half. Holy yeah. Shit. Oh my women, god. Women can do that. Yeah. And they oh, use and, 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 and they use sex to get you like to get them there. Like, oh no. Yeah. And I was like, oh god, is this what? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like a preteen at this point. I'm like, oh, is that how sex is? Yeah. Like, oh god, this am I gonna is, die? is a weapon. They're weaponizing sex now. Man, I can't wait. Right. I think that's what got me into anime. Right, right, right. Because right. uh, 
Cowboy I, Bebop kind of changed it for me. Cowboy Bebop really changed it for me. And I, I, I always talked about this where it was like, I think um, like when I went to Japan and I saw how much Japanese people rock with black culture. And then it made me start to think of like how much black people rocked with animation and like shit like that. And it was just so interesting when it comes to like culture and stuff. Because like in the seventies, yeah. black kids were all like into like watching kung fu yeah. movies because it was like all on free cable for yeah, the yeah. most part. Um, but yeah, I think like in the nineties, it was like, hey, you know, if you had Adult Swim or you had Cartoon Network, it was like all you were seeing was just like tsunami. Yeah, exactly. Tsunami. Yeah. And the, all 90s, those kids yeah. grew up on that instead of like the Nicktoons I grew up in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I remember when I was in Japan, I was talking to people. I was like, why are you? Because they're like they love Wu Tang, they love everything. Same thing with like Hispanic culture too. I was like. Why is this? Because, you know, going there and you're like... Mexican gangs fucking wipe out black people so much. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we'll talk about that. Uh, But... um, You just want to silence? No, no. I mean, I have a... I feel like I have a good answer to it. Especially, like, listening to, like, my grandparents and stuff. And my cousins. Yeah. Yeah, um, But with... Who slaughtered people in the black (laughs) Mexican army? Uh, With Japanese people, um, they... So, traditional Japanese people... The older Japanese people hate Americanness just because of obvious fucking reasons. You know what I mean? We dropped a fucking bomb on them and it was insane. And we fucking like literally destroyed a fucking a lot of people. Um, so when their teens rebelled, they rebelled and liked the thing that their parents didn't, which was a lot of American shit. But when they looked at what was going on in America, they liked the minority stuff because they could... Um, well, they could uh, empathize with what the minorities were going through and all this jazz, or they like that. They like that kind of. They their voice is what they really. They like it from afar. Yeah, 100%. as long as it's not our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So they started liking Mexican stuff and uh, and uh, like hip hop culture and stuff. Did they call it that when you were there? What Mexican like stuff? Mexican stuff. No, they like low rider stuff. Like apparently, a Japanese guy went to America and saw the low rider culture and loved it so much they brought the cars back and then other Japanese people saw it and then the culture started being there. So you go to Japan and they have straight up fucking lowrider like festivals and shit. American cars? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, there's Japanese people that just straight up look like Cholos. Yeah. That's fucking cool, man. That's That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Because they all know like, you know, martial Uh, art and they have guns. Yeah. Uh, All the police know martial arts. Uh, My cousin explained it to me. I think we talked about this. My cousin explained it to me. It's like when you go to prison, they make it so you have to be racist. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like the, it's like UFC, like they pitch you against each other. Absolutely. And then for my grandfather, his whole thing was: I had one grandfather that was like, "We're American, we're American, we're American. I'm gonna save up my money. Uh, fuck these other Mexicans. Um, black people are the worst. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I yes. need to save money so I can move to a white uh, community so I can be like the white people. White passing. Yeah, yeah. So then he went there, and then they were like, "What the fuck are you Mexicans doing on my fucking neighborhood?" And he was like, "Oh, wait, what?" Oh shit! They they're not gonna accept me. Oh, they they caught me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh wait, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's all, folks. But I think a lot of that was. I think it's like it's easier if you are, you know, it's easier to be like Mexican and to blame another culture, another group for what's going on for you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was, if you're poor, all you're gonna do is blame the other person. Exactly. That's kind of what. I, yeah. This whole situation feels like it's a it's a class issue shrouded yes. in a race issue. But yes. It's also like, Dude, there's not enough black people to go around to know who white people are, and there's a lot of poor white people. So yep. what I mean by that is, listen, there's 251 million white people compared to 43 million black people. At this point in history, there's more unemployed people in America than there are black people. And all that these white people are seeing on their TVs 
or what black people are doing to white people. So it's like they're being terrified by the thing they're subscribing to. Yeah. And it was the same thing like uh, when cops got canceled. I was like, oh, no shit. Duh. Uh, of course it got canceled because it's like if you're us and we're like aware and you watch cops, you're like, oh, that's fucking shitty. But if you've never met a black person or a Mexican person and you've only grown up in your small town and the only thing you see Bro, is I that. Do like a social experiment where it's like I want to like raise a black kid in somewhere in my Wyoming where there's no black people. Right. Yeah. Like the population is zero black people. We're the, the only black family. This kid grows up in a white neighborhood, only sees black people on television until he's like 21. Doesn't meet his family at all. Who's black. Right. None of that shit. And then, like, we put him out in the wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, all right, now go go to college. He's just like, he's terrified of black people. He's terrified of Mexicans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's all he's seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we didn't teach him anything. We're just like, we're just going to tell you everything America teaches us. We're going to make you watch TV. I'll teach you the public school kind of thing. You'll go to public school kind of thing around all these white people. You're going to grow up just like a white dude, but you're black. They're going to accept you because they have to have diversity, right? But then you're, I feel like you're going to be just as scared as them when you go out into the world and meet them. Yeah, Willie because Hunter. They, they no, all, all they see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Because it's yeah. like, if all you see is terror, that's all you're going to think. If the police are only taking down black people, you're only going to think like, well, they must be doing something wrong then because all right. I know is the police are only here to help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we've been almost brainwashed and conditioned to think that black people are terrorizing our neighborhoods. Yeah. So I, that just has to, that has to change. And I think we're not calling out the appropriate people at some times. I think it's like, yes, the cops are bad. But again, this is like Dr. Frankenstein finally living in his truth about the monster he created yeah being like oh shit yes let's kill the monster but also like i need to check myself too Mm -hmm. it's a much it's bigger than yourself but you also got to check yourself god i'm high uh wait what the point of that was were we talking about happy days yeah were we talking about video games uh (laughs) yeah um anime oh yeah we're talking about anime so i was uh so cowboy bebop changed it for me and I think you were saying that too. Uh, wh- how old were you when you first saw Cowboy Bebop? God, I forget. It was um, probably late teens. But when I saw it, I was just like, "Yo, that's the shit." Because that's like, well, like when you see Final Fantasy or even like, remember Zelda? Yeah. Like Legend of like the Ocarina or whatever. Ocarina of Time. That one, yes. And that was on like N sixty four, right? Yep. That changed the game too because it was like, okay, this is like Final Fantasy meets like you know Nike. It's like you know the name brand of Zelda. But it's also like now you've got this like cool final because like Final Fantasy you don't know the fucking names of those characters you know what yeah, I mean no. like there's like eight of them it was almost like porn you're just like wait they made like seven of these and I didn't even know it yeah and it's always the same character but in just like a different type. right exactly well Zelda you knew Zelda so yeah, you're just yeah. like whoa Zelda's got like a, a Final Fantasy thing and it's like it's really in depth shit <laughs> <coughs> what was the point Frank. Now we're in overtime. There's no more point. Yeah, this is like this is like stoppage time in soccer. <laughs> Injury time. <laughs> yeah, Zelda was uh, amazing. I remember the satisfaction you got with beating a game like that, where you're like, "Yeah, I beat Zelda," and you're like, "Dope." And you felt dope as shit for like a week or two, and then you get that one kid that you're, is like, "Oh, that's dope." Did you get Did you get that sword? And you're like, yeah. "You're like, wait, wait, what sword?" You're like, oh, you don't you don't know about the thing you got to do to the thing, and then you realize there's a game within the game, and then you start being a completionist. Bro, what kind of I, what kind of video yeah. game would you design? Me? Because I know which one I would. There's two of them I would do. Oh man, I uh, I've always really liked the idea of I love the concept of No Man's Sky. Do you know what that was? Where it was like uh, it's a completely so it's like you could go from planet to planet. 
Um, you could just so it's like you can start on the planet, you get in a ship, you launch into the atmosphere, and there's no like load time. And you can go jump jump right into space. You can go to galaxy Ooh. to galaxy. So like my biggest thing was always like they had this idea of like a Star Wars game like that where it was like literally you're just a Star Wars character in the universe. So like you fucking just you can go from planet to planet doing missions. You can go to different fucking cities. You can go to like bases. Uh, they have a few games uh, like that already where it's yeah, like No Man's yeah. Sky, um I think uh, Elite Star Dangerous, Fox, Star Fox 64. Star Fox 64. Yeah. yeah. There's a few games. Well, uh, the thing about that game was crazy too is there were so many different routes and then there were fucking secret routes. Dude, it was badass. Like, Star Fox fuck? was like that was another one that kind of changed my mind about like the whole video game. Like, I don't think you guys get it. Like, they can literally make movies out of this whole thing. They're yeah. Well, yeah. That's what, that's what the guy who does Metal Gear Solid, Kojima, his whole, yeah. his whole thing was like, yo, I'm making like movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and experience. That's why they got so crazy. And I still haven't played Death Stranding yet. I, actually, I haven't I either. I heard it. I heard it. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I did too. I was like, I was bored. It came in the mail. I saw the price go up. I was like, oh, everybody's buying it right now. Yeah, I check it out. How much is the price right now? It was like 20 bucks. Yeah, I saw it. It was like, oh, it's it was like five bucks actually. It was like real cheap. And that just went up. Oh, it did? Yeah, That's people, the crazy thing about. And there's like a Mads Mikkelsen plays a character in the game. Like, yeah, now Jeremy Del Toro's in the game. Yeah, and design it. Like, Fucking Norman Reedus I mean, is in it. Yeah, I just love that franchise. Like they yeah. really did it right. There's definitely very. It's interesting to see now where there's games that are pouring money into it, where it's it is a Hollywood production, mm-hmm. where they will pay money to have legit actors do characters well, and be. I mean Norman acted. fucking God Reedus. Of War. Yeah, whole, God of War too. Yeah, was was motion captured the yeah. whole game. Um, every like they, they shot it like a movie and yeah. then yeah. taped everything. I over. think L.A. Noir I think was the first like PlayStation oh. game that really started fucking with shit like that. Yeah, yeah. a Hellblade they, also. Uh, L.A. Noir they designed a whole facial recognition system. Rockstar did so that you could tell when someone was lying. Oh shit! Because you're supposed to be like interviewing them. Oh, you've and never they, played that one, no, dude. It is, it is. In, if so you like, they'll get nervous and shit. Yeah, yeah if you liked, um, yeah. yeah, dude, it's great. So you play an L.A. detective in like oh, what is it, the 19 or the fucking like in the olden times. It's great. So it's like if you ever played like The Witcher or any of those no, games. Wheelman, you're the driver. Oh yeah, Wheelman's okay. great, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I hated it because I was like, I sucked at it. I was just oh, like, I sucked at like driving it. too. I never got past the the qualifications. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, yeah. In the garage, game. that one. Yeah, in the garage. Yeah, 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 in the just like, yeah, you gotta like. Yeah, I ride. never. I just yeah. want to fucking drive away and kill people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that that game was uh, fucking yeah. Ellie Noir. So it's play a detective. You go through and yeah, it's very like you have to look for clues. You got to interview people. You can see if they're lying and shit. It's a dope fucking. It's an amazing fucking game. It's, I think it won a bunch of awards and it ended up being remastered. And then the PlayStation they sold it for the new gen, and then and people just it, shit now, yeah, dude, yeah. it got like super popular yeah. again. That's the cool thing about certain games on digital is where like they'll just release it again for a cheaper price yeah. and then and people will just be like fuck it and then that yeah. shit'll like it'll go popular again. Well, they, they, I mean uh fucking uh Demon Souls. They're redoing Oh one really? Of the, one of the PS5 launch titles is Demon Souls. Oh, yeah, shit. did you yeah, play that? Remastering no, Demon. I never played it but yeah, I got so it's, it's like but the, the gaming world was first, like yeah. was you always talking about that. Because yeah. it was I, like I remember that was like when uh the the whole Nazi zombie hunter yeah. like, underground thing was going on. Yeah. Like yeah. There was like so many like offshoot games of that of like, like different like, Nazi games. zombies. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was like I think it was like Sniper Elite did one, or it was like Zombie Army, and then it was like and Black all, Ops yeah, yeah, had yeah, that exactly, whole thing. Yeah, and like the whole yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone was focusing on zombies. Zombies were a thing, bro. Fucking it was a huge thing, Dead, uh, and then they made huge. Them the Red Nazis. Dead Expansion was fucking zombies. Yeah, one. right. It was a whole game. Yeah, right. zombie, zombie, zombie. Um, I know a game I'd make though. I think I my first one would be, I think it's uh, you'd solve the crime of like the DC sniper like if you're looking for the first black serial killers you know what I mean yeah 
Like, dude, you'll love Ant Noir just by hearing him say that. Like, you're I mean, gonna love Ant Noir. I would love to be like a cop, and be like, oh, I just missed it. I just missed that kid getting killed. Like, yeah. Oh shit! I, miss <laughs> I just missed that guy getting Stop killed. <laughs> now my second game would be, I'd be OJ on the run, right? So like, oh I'd, my god, I just depict like you know, you'd be you'd be OJ the whole time. You'd be like, oh my god, to kill these people, and nobody has to find out. And then you have to like sob enough and be like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself, and you do the whole you know white Bronco thing, and then. And then you get off. But, like, the game is, you know, you, you have to get off. You have to play it right, you know? Like, if you don't play it like OJ did, you're not going to win, and the cops are going to get you, you know? The, the prison DLC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, that's the whole thing. It's like, all right, are you as good as OJ? Yeah. That's the game. It's they, like, can the, you beat OJ? The other DLC is you playing as uh, the cops that beat up fucking uh, Rodney King. Oh, <laughs> shit. Damn. That'd be a deep, no that'd be a deep part of the uh, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Expansion pack, be Rodney King. Yeah, you're just like, oh, shit. no, but, no, you got to be the cops. That'd be a great VR game if, like, you could take... <laughs> <laughs> if you could take getting beat by the cops as Rodney King. I'm going to tweet that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. New VR, yeah, new VR game, Rodney King beating. New PS5 launch title. <laughs> bro, your, bro, your humor is like my favorite. Also, because I remember you getting yelled at by that like that audience member so who was like, people. Yeah. people just, I it's it incites something in them that they're not ready to fear. Or not fear, feel. Jeez, that was a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the way I you phrased it perfectly, and it was uh, you were like, I'm satirizing my black experience uh, in america yeah, and it was just, like it's all satire absolutely it was like all i feel satire. like i feel that way as like a mexican guy dating a white chicken stuff and it's so funny to see how upset people get when you're just talking about i guess your own experience i mean just looking at it from both sides man like, I, i've seen the great experiment work and I've, I've seen poor white people you know and i and, and I've, I've, I've lived among them and, and they do blame a lot of bullshit but also like they still can live among you. They don't have to kill you for the most part. I'm not saying that like my experience isn't as extreme or I'm not being sympathetic to somebody else's experience because my experience isn't theirs. I'm just saying this whole experience is a bunch of, we're all a bunch of snowflakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't ask to be here. Yeah. We're just here. So I'm just saying like it's easy to be a human because I've seen it work, you know, yes. and from all classes. So when I see it sometimes I'm just like, well, this is funny, and we can all make fun of this because this is all ridiculous, right? Don't you guys all agree? And if you're combating me, well, then you're – I mean, that's – I just feel like that's part of the problem. I mean, I may not be doing my job by satirizing it for maybe what you need to make you feel comfortable about it, but, I mean, I kind of want you to feel it. I kind of want to cut your arms. I'm not trying to kill you. Oh, that – what you just said perfectly is per- – yeah, 100%, where it's like – it's like, am I, am I going to, I'm giving you what I'm experiencing, so I'm going to give this to you sweet, or am I going to make you feel it a little bit? I want bit? you to feel it. I, I want, want you, to, you yeah. to feel it. I want you to leave here because, like, yeah, like, listen, it, this is all fun. Like, it's all like going to the gym. It's like, cool, we're all going to sweat, right? Like, you're, you're, you're consenting to sweating when you go to the gym. But, you know, there might be something that happens at the gym, you're just like, fuck, dude, that guy was really... I mean, I might work out like that tomorrow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I want you to change your routine, like, after you come and see me. Like, I'm not talking – I, I don't want it to feel good enough to where you're like, I'm not going to think about these jokes tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to think about something he said to a point where I may call that place and be like, hey, fuck that guy. Get yeah. him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've been I've been on the other end of that, too, yeah. uh, <laughs> where people have called, and I've been the one that picked no up the way. phone and been like, oh, no way. I play it differently. I'm always like, give me his name. No way. What a fucking asshole. Did he look like this? How dare he? Yeah. Like, I just play into it. I'm like, yeah. what did he say? Did he say this? And then I'll correct him and be like, are you yeah. sure he didn't say this? And then they'll be like, 
like, wait, how do you know? Uh, uh, uh. That is my favorite. Ugh. It's all. We're all just being funny. I mean, like, the, don't walk in here if you're not, if you're, you know, if you're afraid of being funny. Yeah. Yep. That's all. Yep. It's like you might, you might hear some shit that's going to be like, oh, my God, I involuntarily laughed at that. We had to check my, my own morals. Am I a bad person? Well, then that's a good thing. I'm just yeah. helping you grow. Yeah. I mean, you've worked as a door guy for, I mean, how many years do you think you've worked as a door guy total? Was door guy was like and seven or Moses? Eight, yeah. Or, and Moses. And uh, Hollywood? No, it was like, it was... Two and a half years in La Jolla in San Diego. Then it was another four years in um, in so like six years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, should quit. Yeah, I, I gotta quit. I'm hitting that six year mark. Seven years. Um, but well, at this point, nobody's working. So it's yeah, one hundred percent. Starts over. Yeah, it starts yeah. over. <laughs> it's roll the odometer no, I back. Mean, like legitimately, man. Yeah. If if you already, if you didn't have a head start, we're all gonna be starting from the middle. If yeah. you were if you're featuring a bunch. I mean, good luck with doing that right now. It's like nobody's really have a lot of money. You just had to pivot and figure out, you know, we're all at ground zero, ground zero right now. Yeah. So we're all relying on our experience to get us back to either where we were, <laughs> to a comfortable position, maybe below that, or to fucking, you know, catapult us into what it's ultimately going to be for us. So yep. that's kind of what this is right now. So It's a very interesting I, reset. I respect what you guys are doing because I, I like this podcast because you guys are really good at it and you guys yeah. are... You know, this is who you guys are. Yeah, I think that was the most important thing was yeah. finding something that was uh, who we are and something that I know I could be like, yeah, I could do this every fucking day. Yeah. Especially if it was like uh, clubs are not going to be opening up for like another year, which obviously isn't going to be the case. But it was well, like this is a club. In yeah. A sense, you know I mean, this is almost like this is your showcase for the day. You know yeah. I mean? You're like, hey, Brian Moses. And, you know, like, we're here every day. Like, and subscribe to us. Yeah. That Wednesday show out of context. I mean, I said it right when we did it, but I was like, I, I'm, thank God, I have a fucking comedic outlet. Right, I mean, you need it, it's, bro. It's, yeah, it it's, is yeah. like Hannah even said. Well, I think the first time I came back, I was just like, thank God, because she was tired of hearing all my fucking jokes. I mean, legitimately, bro. That's why I've been tweeting more. It sucks because, like, I, I wasn't a big fan of Twitter, but I was like, this is the only way I can get it out right now. It re- yeah, and it's so tough, especially when you're not like with other people, because. When you're with other comics, it's a lot easier. You know, one, you can run jokes. You can fucking make each other laugh. That was the thing that I think I missed the most, where it's like, like, I know I'll do stand-up again, but even then, if it takes a long time to get to that place, I'd much rather have having comics around that I can laugh and just shoot the shit with, because that is so important. And that, I think, is, I don't know, I'm going to sound super fucking <laughs> fucking sappy but it's like that like is just more enjoyable and it fucking heals my soul it makes going through these next fucking how long until i gotta get on stage uh easier especially it's just laughing with your friends it's not even just hanging out with comics just laughing with your friends bro yeah that's what it's about that's all it's about i mean so yeah I, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I mean, yeah, because we are all just unemployed, but this is this is kind of our outlet right now. So this is all we kind of really can do. So yeah, unless like you guys are pivoting into something that you know ultimately is only going to keep sharpening, you know, your swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, guys, I like you guys are doing the Lord's work. The Lord's work. What's the next video game you're like excited about that you're going to get? Have you seen that Cyberpunk 2077? Can't fucking wait. Dude, that shit looks insane. Really? Have you seen it? Do you play The Witcher at all? Did no, I, I yeah. saw there was one. That, was that Leave Us Part Two? Or what was that? Last of Us. Last, Last of yeah. Us. Yeah, it comes he's, out next week. He's Can super into it, bro. That looks dope. That looks I crazy will dope. Finish it next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Did you play the first one? <laughs> I never played the first one. The first one looked crazy. Like it looked hard. It's 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 a little bit. It's like a survival horror game that like yeah. 
there was a point that I played on like a higher difficulty where like I ran out of like rocks to throw at shit and like I was fuck. just fucked. Like I had to go to like a last save to like yeah. make sure I can get through that part. But like it's like it's fun as fuck. There's certain game. There's certain. There's certain. There's the, the storytelling is so good. There's something about unforgiving video games that are fucking satisfying. just so fucking satisfying. That's why Dark Souls does so well because it's like. It's it's yeah. hard, but it's not something that's unfair. It's just challenging. Yeah, like you just need to get better. Yeah, like it's it's unapologetic <laughs> if it's saying, "Hey, get better or stop fucking playing." Yep, and, you know? and yeah, that it. shit. That's a and whole other. Twenty five hours in, I stopped fucking playing, dude. <laughs> yeah, I man. can't do it, bro. I uh, was it. There's a uh, was it a uh, ghost of not ghosts of uh, to shoot. Uh, there that's was a uh, Sekiro. Uh, Shadows Die Twice. Shadows Die Twice. They said that was one of the hardest games that's come out so far just because even on the hardest difficulty, like you have to have everything perfect. And there's certain things like that where I'm like, I can't even it was, play it because yeah. I can't. I'm not good enough to even smoke, play. Because that game was so yeah, especially impe- when you it smoke. Was, it was all about parrying. So it was all about timing. So it was like as something swung, you had to parry it. Shit. And so like stuff had different movements and movement times, but you could also like parry giant enemies and shit. And so it was a lot of like learning their their patterns, yeah. and then like getting better. I feel so like that's was, such a throwback to like those old yeah, video games old of games. like where it was like you. <laughs> and the reason those were so hard is because they were so short, essentially, because there just wasn't enough space on like a cartridge yeah. to put all you need. That like you didn't want someone to finish in a day. Finish oh, a weekend. No way. You really? needed them to to fucking grind it and try. And then that's why there was like. No save points and shit. You know yeah. What I mean? They give you codes and stuff. Eventually, they start doing that. But it was like, if someone finishes the game in the weekend, why would they spend sixty dollars on it? You know. And Thank games you. have always cost sixty dollars. Yeah. yeah. They've always they've always been the same price, and that's why people are arguing now. Like, they should be a lot higher. But I obviously not. But so I put these mushrooms over here. You guys aren't doing. Oh no, I'm giving. I mean, it they're, they're <laughs> a cartoon. Insane, yeah, right? they're for my yeah. friend and okay. his wife. Uh, she's uh, uh, she's starting yeah, to. Who's your friend? Each fucking Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <and> <laughs> like, those are Bro, they look like props. Three yeah, yeah. Each. yeah uh, she, she's microdosing for depression. Yeah, eight. They're like three point two grams each. How much you've uh, you, you were you the one who? No, no, no. Yeah, you were. Uh, Eric was more into mushrooms. You were into mushrooms too, right? Yeah, well, yeah it's it's the best. Um, I mean, I try to do it like. A solid amount of like once a year just to kind of like avoid going to the doctor. Like yeah. really get into <laughs> my It's a good ego reset. <laughs> <laughs> to really dig in and just like figure out like, hey, you know. So instead of getting a physical, you're like, I'm going to do like an eighth of mushrooms. An eighth of mushrooms, really dig inside myself, you know, look inward. Bro, if you uh, grind them up and soak them in lemon for about 20 minutes before you eat them. Kicks up the potency. Really? They peak in a little bit faster. It's something with, like, it converts the psilocybin to psilocin, which is, like, the psychoactive, like, combat uh, com- uh, compound. Um, and it just, it, it rips. And so it's, like, it's like you peak closer to, um, like, 30, 45 minutes in, and you're done, like, four or five hours in. Bro, yeah. see? That's what I'm talking about. Efficiency. Yeah, man. JP, why are we hanging out I mean, dude, he's, he's, he's my favorite. Your Sherpa. This, this guy's the best. <laughs> His Cuban Sherpa. <laughs> He's my Cuban? my Cuban Sherpa. Cuban Sherpa. He's Dominican, but oh, dude, I haven't dabbed at all. I've only been smoking this weed, oh, and I'm like exactly. high as shit. I would love to do a dab. Come hang out with us. We're up here, bro. Are you dabbing too? <laughs> yeah. You gotta hit this one Bilbo after, Dabbins. <laughs> That's that. Uh, uh, 
uh, pink lemonade uh, rosin from Papa In Barkley. Oh, Pop taste that shit. You gonna think it? You think it's gonna think it's, <coughs> do you think it's juice? <coughs> That's like pink lemonade to a T. <coughs> All right. All right, before we go back. Yeah, this is like pink lemonade. Right in the nuts. Oh, whew. Nice. Oh, man. All right, so soak it in, in lemon for 20 minutes, you said? About 20, 30 minutes. 20, 30 I minutes. Bet, yeah, exactly. Grind, you said grind it up. up. Grind it up. Like I, I just bought a grinder that wasn't a weed grinder. Just mm-hmm. use that. And yeah, soak it for 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and then just do your dose. I would say use less than you usually do. Okay, so it eight. does intensify it like a okay. motherfucker. So like two really? Three yeah, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, maybe try with that. Let's okay. just start with that. Um, but uh, I've also heard people have crazy experiences like that. Yeah, I don't have a bad trip. I've yeah. only had, I, I've never had a bad trip, and I don't want to like. I've fuck always that taken thing. under like so like the most I've ever taken was like two grams, but I lemon soaked it, so probably close to two and a half, maybe three. Okay. But, like, Even I've never taken like an eighth and like melted away, which like well, like if I if I lemon like soak that, I fucking kill myself. Oh yeah, you'd be fucking. Because I've yeah. seen, like, I remember like, I was, I think it was like, in, yeah, I was like definitely in comedy. And I was like, uh, I was doing like house surfing thing, and I was staying with my my mushroom dealer, and. Uh, one of her customers came through, and he had taken like a half an ounce to the head. Jesus. Yeah, and he was like, um, he was like getting his masters at uh, up at Berkeley, and uh, he was just like, I just saw God. I talked to God, and he just cried for like half an hour in her arms. <laughs> it was shit. It was like the guy was brilliant, but like, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, damn, dude, like, I never want to have an experience like no, that. No, absolutely. Yeah, not. I've done an eighth. All it, yeah, that's crazy. That's it. That's nice. So I was like, dude, you took a half an ounce of the fucking dough. Yeah, and right. eight, are, you to, are you trying to ruin everything? Yeah, yeah, a half eighth or a half of an eighth or an eighth. That's about it. Yeah, I did uh, mushrooms. Uh, I went to Venice. It was <laughs> it was Leslie Jones's house. Uh, yeah, and we just did a bunch of mushrooms, and then I think I did mushrooms with you guys once, uh, and then hormones, and then we all did mushrooms. My favorite part is showing up to the store and not telling Frank I took mushrooms. That's yeah, cool. that is always fun. And then oh, like I did mushrooms at the store. <laughs> I did mushrooms at the store too. Yeah, that was, that was the best. Yeah. Um, even the bad trips though, I've had I've had one bad trip, and that was after my cousin passed away. But even then, I felt like that was a good trip because it was afterwards that I like. It's the reflection. I reflected and was like, why was that a bad trip? And then I was like, oh, it wasn't a bad trip. I was just like coming to terms and like dealing with something. So then I was like, oh, that wasn't a bad trip. That was something that needed to happen. And it was only bad because I didn't want to have to deal with it. But then I I did. And now I'm better. Wow. Doesn't that not sound like today? <laughs> yeah, that's so bad. I, is that really? I guess I had to talk about this with myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's really what it, kneeling on black guys next up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I think it was. Uh, that was your George, your George Floyd moment. Yeah, with yourself. <laughs> there's something about like when someone passes away, and then you do mushrooms. There's something about. That experience that really like makes you come to terms with something like that because it's such a heavy thing. You know what I mean? It's such a heavy thing. And then for some reason doing mushrooms, it makes you go into this weird like psychedelic place that it's like only in that place can you like really come to terms with like losing someone you really loved and like had such a connection with. Yeah. Yeah. That was me in like my first like Sonic the Hedgehog game. (laughs) (laughs) I miss you, Grandpa. I can miss that game. <laughs> the one in Genesis? Yeah. Yeah, that shit or was. I mean, uh, Sega's. Yeah, Genesis. Yeah, man, Sega Genesis. No, no, Do you remember? What was the one on fucking. Uh, what was Sega the one? Had, a, had some weird. It, it had was a Sega, weird phase. What was, was the one that was fucking. No, that was Genesis. That was the first one. That no, was I'm talking about the other I'm talking about the one that was later that was the 3D Sonic that was. That like, was. That with was. The big cat and shit out there. There was Saturn. 
Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn. Then, there was, that then it was Sega Dreamcast. The Dreamcast. That's what it was. But Dreamcast was cool. The Dreamcast actually made like PlayStation two. 2 better. Yes. yes. It, like, it made PlayStation step its game up, and then like they did that. They're like, yeah, Sega just kind of stopped. Yeah. yeah. I remember the Dreamcast came out for a little bit, and then they discontinued it. But I remember the one of the big games they came out with it was 2K, bro. Time Cop. Oh, Time Cop. Mm. Yes. Remember? Yes, I and do. And that was the first game where it was like you bought the game, and there was Dreamcast, but then it gave you... The gun, and then it let you set up the sensor. Because I remember playing that as an arcade, and it was like you'd have to spend so much money because you'd just get fucking whooped. But then to finally have it like as, yeah, at home as a fucking console game, you were like dope. And then you could play the whole fucking story. <laughs> there we go. That was one of the first arcade. I guess arcade games are the first times you really start to get into games. I still want to, and I'm sure I can find it now, but remember Gauntlet in the arcade? Ooh. Yes. Was four people? It was like, four I people. I want to find home, like, three homies and play that shit. Um, like through, like on, on whatever. Yeah, that was an old arcade. So my stepdad um, that my mom is married to, he was an arcade guy. So he owned. Uh, <laughs> why'd you look at me weird? Because I explained that. Yeah, my stepdad, uh, when we first, <laughs> all right, all right, all right I'm, I'm a little drunk, and uh, he used to own arcade games, that was like his deal, so in Temecula, he owned all the arcade games in all the different fucking, like, different pizza places and shit like that, right? Different rooms, or like he, like... That was his accounts, so okay. they would, like, so he'd give them a fucking portion of the cut and all that bullshit. Uh, anyways, so I remember, like, there was games, I just remember there'd be games that I could just play at home and shit. In the garage and shit. Yeah, man, cool but, like, fuck. Time Cop was fucking, that was it's one of them, bro, that was, bro, that was one of those games where it was, it was one of the first arcade games time that crisis. had, Time Crisis, not That's Time Cop, Time Cop's a movie. Was, was that, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah, yeah. my bad, Time <laughs> Crisis. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What you, yeah, Time Crisis yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I just remember those the arcade. I remember last year because it was the first one of the guns like would shoot. Yeah, and shoot. So, like, so satisfying. Like, Whoa! Yeah. yeah. And then if you if you picked up the assault rifle, and pedal and shit. Yeah, if you picked up the assault rifle, it'd be like, it'd shoot faster, and you're like, this is dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a real cop. <laughs> I am justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a dope one. Um, Die Hard. They had a, a dope game. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Um, and the guy looks. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Well, because they didn't want to pay royalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep Blue Sea, a shark ate me. Yeah. (laughs) A fucking shark (laughs) ate me. Um, Now, Gauntlet, yeah, man. That shit was, that was great. There's only a few, there's definitely certain types of genres of games where it's like, well, Halo, you know what I mean? Like, Halo kind of just knocks everything else out of the park. Yeah, Halo really does. I liked Halo, but for me, it was like, I didn't like how bullet spongy people were. Right, um, right, But then right. That, they came out with that game, the game called SWAT. Oh, yeah. Only headshots, and that shit was my fucking jam. Only headshots? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, so I think it was hard it as was fuck, everyone, It was battle rifle or pistols. Oh, like, you like you, that's, you start with a battle rifle. Yeah. Um, and it was only really headshots had, like, would count. Shooters, yeah. Oh. And so it was like everyone was jumping around and shit, and you had to, like, hit people. So, like, you get people jumping, you hit them in the head, and their body just, like, keeps going and shit. It was so much fucking fun. There's a, there's and, a, like, you and a homie could take on a team of four and beat them. There's a, like, so, it was so good. So there's, like, I can always tell how, like, because as a gamer... I feel like our generation, you can really tell where it's like how you are as a gamer. It's like score one to ten, whatever the fuck. How you are as shooters, sports games, all that jazz, whatever the fuck. My ability as a gamer didn't get better until I moved. I remember moving to Temecula, and there's a kid named Jeff Jureggi. We both went to school together. We started playing video games after we graduated. This kid was 
the best at Halo. Like he was fucking insane. He was the best out of all of us that played, and we'd all play like eight player, like LAN party mm-hmm. shit. But dude, this kid would murder all of us, and playing against him made me better when I would play against other people. Same thing with NBA 2K when I moved in uh, to Trey Stewart's house, and it was me and him and, like, four other black dudes. And, uh, yeah, they made me all way better at basketball than <laughs> NBA 2K. See? Progress. Yeah, it was progress. I remember I beat the best player in the house once. I remember I beat him. And it was one of, and he beat everybody. He ruined me like twenty games, and it was the one time I beat him. And he was one of those guys. Kid moment. Yeah, he was one of those guys that talked shit all the time when you played. And I remember I beat him. I'm one of those guys that I don't talk shit. And I remember I beat him, and it was like he was talking shit. No, no, I didn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't even because he was so like down about losing that like I. Felt yeah. fucking bad yeah, about yeah. winning, yeah, and it was to the point where it was like it was like I fucking like he was just like for two days he was just like kind of down, and I felt so fucking <laughs> shitty, like it didn't even I didn't even want to win at all ever again. But it was just so funny like making him move out of his own seat. In the Not house. even like, That's <laughs> <laughs> like he would get up and be like, "You can have the seat," and I'd be like, "No, what?" And I was just like, "Oh shit, I didn't realize what I did." I didn't realize I fucked up the whole hierarchy by winning. And I was like, I don't want to win again, ever again. Everyone I can't. Like letting him lose the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what the fuck you Not even. He was just so good. But I was just like, oh, shit, I felt bad. Like, I felt like I fucked up. It was great. Dude, this shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, well, guys, this was fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! We've already been for like another hour. God damn. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh damn! All right, let's. Are we are we done with the joint? Or yeah, we? We, we, yeah. we got you got a, a double fucking album out of Brian Moses. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit, man! This is great. Yeah, uh, two parter. <laughs> I'm good. Are you guys good? So good, bro. All right, man. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, man! White power. It's going down.